Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Check one, two, 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 two. Check one, two, 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 two. Check, check. Oh, you're a little hot. Give me a little... Check, check. One, two, one, two. Danny's way hot. Sorry. That's what, no, stop, stop. <laughs> Don't be sorry about it. We're just fixing shit right now. How's Al? Um, you good? Just give me a count to four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, perfect, two, perfect. Three, four. <laughs> perfect. One, two, three, four. All right, hold on here. Uh, okay, hold on. Even if we're recording. Just bust right into the studio and hand them to Dan. Thanks. I'm starting to do talk to text a little bit more, Danny, after watching you do it so brilliantly. It's so much faster. I know, but it also fucks things up. Yeah, but they don't. No one cares. <laughs> I know, but like it'll like. <clears throat> do you go back and reread it, then auto correct it? Sometimes. Yeah, me too. Sometimes. Sometimes you I don't. Sometimes I don't. When I'm driving, I just let it go. Like fuck it. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Puff of the Love Sponge Show via podcast, as we are in the last week of the year, 2022. What a year. What a fuck. By the way, that other voice over there is the Dr. Dan Diaco, who really is one of my all-time best friends and really needs... Like just kind of just needs kind of a little Danny. I think that you just need kind of a little pick me up right now. Yeah, I do. You, you you've been you've been through hell. Um, twenty twenty two really wasn't that bad of a year. You were rolling. You got your new Ferrari. Um, there's some highs, but there were some really lows. Well, the lowest is the lowest ever. Yeah, and. But other than other than the lowest ever, which is not just something you can just brush off, we're gonna talk about that here momentarily. You had you had a pretty good year, I think. I think overall business was up for you. Yeah, uh, the law paid well. The uh, medicine was sustained itself, and yeah, I had a good year. But you know, the end of the year sucked. Yeah, God, got took a real bad downfall. So, uh, by the way, it's the Bob of the Love Sponge Show. Um, this probably is dropping Tuesday. So this is probably Tuesday or thereafter uh, that you're listening to this. Thank you for downloading this and becoming a daily download on our podcast. Trying to do some more exclusive stuff uh, over here on the podcast world. We pretty much super serve you very much nicely uh, on the visual world. But uh, podcast is kind of the ginger uh, redheaded stepchild. So we're trying to give you some stuff that you can only find over here. And uh, Dan and I kind of doing a... We've we've done some shows called Making Woke Our Bitch, but I don't know if we're necessarily even going to have a theme with this particular uh, this, this show. This is just Bubba and Dan hanging out, talking some shit, going over some stuff. Um, and one of the and by the way, Dan doesn't feel very well either. 
He's uh, and you got to understand, you probably pick something up amongst the mass humanity of diaconess that you've had. Uh, did you guys have? Did you guys get together collectively as a family on New Year's Eve and I'm, I'm sorry, on Christmas Eve and Christmas? Dude, it was such a busy schedule for the last like 48 hours. I had to, um, we had to go to church, and then we went to dinner at Forbici, and then I had to go do like a Feliz Navidad with the Mexicans in St. Pete. Hold on. That, by the way, when he says with the Mexicans, that's his wife's family. Yes. They're just considered the Mexicans. The Mexicans. Right. Even though they're from, what, Portugal or something? No, Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela. Okay. Which, Which is, is one not of the cooler. Just, it's one of the cooler countries of South and Central America, but still. It's, you know, it's still. It's all part of Mexico. You still you still lump them in as Mexicans, do you not? Right, Mexico and all you that. You could have said very well, you know, I had to go hang out with the Venezuelans. Yeah. But, but no, not Dan. Dan. Now, does Romina know that she gets lumped into the Mexicans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I get I get away with that joke. She lets me so know, they laugh you, it off. Even Sophia laughs it off. Well, no, she's well, she's half she's half Mexican. She's half Mexican. <laughs> oh, I bet Danny's full hot on that deal. <laughs> yeah, he isn't quite funny at all. <laughs> all right. So anyway, so new, uh, Christmas Eve uh, church with probably Arlene. Yes. Yes. Everybody and and you know they do some kind of like Christmas children's play about or church. So. That starts at like 3.15. Mass is at 4. So he was like, you got to get there by like 3.15, 3.30. I'm like, okay, we get there like at 3.35. Have to stand the entire time. Watch this kid's little play. And then by the way, by the way, that none of your kids are in. No. All right. Like I care less about it. I know the story. You could. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's you know, not like the premier yeah. actors. It, it's not like I'm learning anything, right? No. no. I, I look at that tear. But I'll tell you right so now, realistic. man, you missed that. And Arlene, will, what, what it may, maybe I got not the fly swatter right there on your ass. Well, she wants us all to go to church, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we made sure she got a seat, and, you know, it was, it now, was, it was, all, it was a pleasant mass. all three brothers there? Yeah, we were all there. All right, yeah. And then we just run straight to Forbici, where we had, like, a 14-person dinner. Really? Yeah. Arlene Jay, included? Arlene. So this is Christmas Eve, right? This is Christmas Eve. Now, is this Jay and his two kids? Yep. The, uh, uh, the, well, of course, all spouses involved. Right. Krista and Steve, now is Bella uh, and Nick in town? Bella and Nick are in town, and Nick's girlfriend came in, too. Right. Now, were they required to attend? Yes, everyone was there. Okay. And, like, there was no— I just no... threw up in my mouth a little bit. You I'm did? Yeah, I'm still not 100%. No, you're not. You're not 100%, buddy. We'll, get, we'll get to this part. Yeah, we'll get to the I'm dance sick. To... It's hard telling, you know, by what, what strain you picked up where. I'm so, not sure. So then—and and so Stephen and his entire family. Right. You and your entire family. Right. Jay and his entire family. Yep. And with an Arlene kicker. The Arlene kicker. Jeff was there. Jeff Giragante? Um, mm-hmm. He was working. Christmas Eve. Oh, of course. I mean, he, he, wasn't, at, he wasn't at the church. He no. was at the restaurant. Yes. Yes. I saw something um, about one of his new places that was opening up, uh, and, and he was like, he had like a $200 gift card, and it was, it's, it's actually quite brilliant marketing. I think yeah, it might have been- trying to like, to like negotiate with somebody on the street with it? Yeah. So he had yeah, like I saw a, something like that. He had an $80 gift card, okay? And he, and he, and it's right in front of his new place, and it, is it, is it like in the, like where is, not the one that- on West Shore that I think Jay's a part of. I think it's a, there's another one. Yeah, I think it's more downtown, like Channelside. Yeah, and so it, it opens up like... This week. Yeah, like any day. Yes. And he had an $80 gift card, and he and then these two chicks roll up. You know, two ta- tip- typical Tampa chicks. Could have been like, you know, Romina and Krista. Right. And they rolled up, and he's like, hey, I'm Jeff Chergante, and we're getting ready to open up this new space. 
Uh, it's called, like, I don't know what the hell it's called, something super fancy. Buran or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a weird name. And I got an $80 gift card for you guys if you'd like if you'd like to take it and, you know, use it anytime we open. Or you can double it to make it 160 and I'll give it to the next person. And so the first people are like, oh, just just give it to just give it to the next person. So the next person pulls, you know, they're come, they're just literally walking by. It's in a very, very busy part of town, and he's like, "Hey, uh, my name is Jeff Gargante, and I, I and I getting ready to open up this new place here. It's super fancy, and I got a hundred and sixty dollar gift card, and I can give this to you. You guys can use it anytime you want, or you can double it, and I'll give it to the next person. You know, pay forward kind of deal. Everybody, it got up to like eight hundred bucks." No one took it. Nobody took it. Why? And so Jeff was like, "I'll, I'll part that surprises two. Me. Part two. Like I don't know if there's a part. Like nobody took it. So he's got like part two coming up, and they're opening it up out of the box like at eight sixty or something. You better hope that I ain't that guy. Because no. I better hope that I ain't that guy. Because Dan, if it. you and I are rolling down there, and they're like, "Hey, you guys, you, uh, you two guys hanging out? Yeah, we're hanging out. We're buying gifts for our bitches or whatever." Um, you guys, I got listen. There's this new joint hope. Now, mind you, Dan, we don't know Jeff Chiragante. He's just some you know right. Italian dude trying to sling some stuff for us. Hey, my name is Jeff Chiragante. I own this real new fancy place right here, and it's getting ready to open up next week. And I got an eight hundred and sixty dollar uh, gift card uh, that you two can split, or however you want to do it, or, or I can double it and I'll make take it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I and then I the, grab that bitch and run. And then the entire time on the sidewalk, I'd be like, Dan, don't forget I get half of that bitch. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to big pippin'. Fuck paid for a, Yeah. Fuck dude, paid forward. You know, here's the deal. Nobody ever paid forward for me. No. Nope. Outside of fans and outside of friends, fans, and family. There right. you go. That's my that's my template. Yep. Friends, fans, and family. Outside of friends, fans, and family, uh, nobody's fucking on the streets ever just I've never been the guy that's been in line well first of all I don't go to fucking douchebag places like Starbucks right. and shit where they do this but I've never been to McDonald's or Popeye's or some of the cool shit that I like and they'll be like sir your order's taken care of because the guy in front of you paid has that ever happened to you Dan? I've actually done that sometimes I've seen you know I haven't recently but well, Dan, you, know, you forget one see thing like a, like a I'm driving a fucking smart car right. and you're driving a fucking Ferrari well I understand <laughs> but but a couple of times I've like taken care of like uh, soldiers like bills at no, like no, a 7-Eleven no. yeah. or Circle K I'm like I got his well you know and, and, you know, and I've done I, that before at Walmart I've done it before a couple of times and I got and, family. and when I had money when I had money mm. I would certainly like there's a couple of times when I would be like at Publix and when, back when I had like an American Express black card mm -hmm. you know when I was a real fucking pimp you just take and, care of the person next to you and I'd say no but like I would um I would the guy would yeah now first of all you have to do it for the person if you're at the grocery store you have to do it for the person in front of you not the person in back of you because you don't want to stick around and wait for them to ring all their shit up right right so what you, you do have an is, idea of what the person in front of you is actually spending yeah yeah so there's there was a couple times where like they looked like a single mom or she had a couple kids and her bill was like little you know tattoo in the back yeah right a little, little tramp stamp you know she might have been daytime back in the I'm day paying for your food you know <laughs> then you hope maybe you catch a little chit chat in the, in the parking lot you know but anyway, like her bill was like, you know, 160, 180, which hey, back in the day that'd buy you a lot of groceries, you know. Oh yeah. Back it's like in the day, dollars with the groceries today. Yeah, back in the day a single mom with two kids, she could eat on 160 a, a week. Yes. No problem. Zero chance now. Yeah. Zero. So I'd be like um, right before she'd get ready to swipe her car, I'd be like, "You want ma'am? I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and take care of hers." Muffy. Oh yeah, that gets so, you. You're so thoughtful. <laughs>
And then sometimes they'd be waiting around for you in the parking lot to uh-huh. give you like a, you know, like a little thank you deal. And then you, you know, then it's just straight on you how much game you fucking got. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, you actually opened the door. You're in there. All you have to do is yeah. is do your little dance and see if it entertains right, you. Right. And a buck sixty to me back day was like shit. Yeah. Like Sixteen bucks to me now. Right. Maybe even less. So anyway, <laughs> you do you do the for beach. Who who picked up the bill for beaching? We all picked it up. What what, what was it? Three way. Oh God! Was... No, don't say it. Don't say it. Of course, you know everybody that there's the Diacos don't scrimp. Like you know, back when I used to have a son, and we, and and we would go out. You know, like Tyler ain't ordering the um, if if we would go to like a fancy place, Tyler ain't ordering like little Danny. The seafood tower. Danny will order the little <laughs> Danny little fucker. He will order the four hundred dollar seafood tower and not think twice about it. Tyler won't order the seafood tower. That being said, all the Diacos roll that way. They don't give a fuck what that price is on. They know what they want, right? Most of the time. Actually, the one person that might be the most mindful is Arlene. Arlene might be the only one that really isn't going to try to stick it to you. She's not wasteful at no, all. At all. At so, all. She wants to be... You know her her goal, and and you know everyone's got different family members. But one of the things about my mom is her goal. It seems to be is to be as helpful, but yet as invisible as possible, and not be a burden. She understands what it's like to be a pain in the ass. Her sister, my mom's sister, is a giant pain in the ass. The the libertard from yeah. fucking yeah, from Pittsburgh. Okay, so, Danny, so I just... she's really good about just trying to be like a team player. Right. She's so good about stuff. She's the best. Yeah. But no way, I just did the math, and I think with tip, mm-hmm. I think the bill was close to eight hundred. You throw yep. in, a, you throw in a, but I think you were close to nine sixty to a G ball out the door. It was a little over. Th- it was a little over nine hundred. Right, so then you got to put on a buck eighty on no, that. No, that was with the tip. Okay, that was with the tip. So what? Steve throws in three. Yeah, we fit three something each. And then that's pretty. Now who? Now does Steve? Seems like to me and you guys' dynamic, like Steve would be the one that like took it all. I like, kind of organized it all and came to you and said, "Hey, Danny, I need like three ten. Yep, that's how it usually works. And then Jay says, "Okay, three ten. And then you, then Steve, Jay, Steve goes Jay and handles amazingly it. never has cash on him. So Steve has to chase him down for like weeks. So hold on. <laughs> Try to get it's like blood from a rock. Getting <laughs> cash out of Jay, it's impossible. Meanwhile, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. He's okay? the richest of us all. That's that's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was just getting ready to say this. Okay. So Jay, when it's time to come up with the three ten, Danny's got his cash. I'm just telling you that right now. Steve's got his cash. I'm telling you that right now. Or Steve's gonna throw it on his card, and then Danny's gonna cash up. But then Jay. Who, by the way, is the most of, richest of all the three Diagos. Yes, because he made all that money back when Stephen was making it. Right. And he's made money since. Right. He's fucking killed it. He actually has done really well on the car flipping deal. Right. His he, house is worth triple what he paid. Right. He got his house on a short sale. Fucking yippee oh Willie, when Davis Island was fucking no man's land. And now, I mean, he probably is. He, he probably may have three times, maybe quadrupled his value in his home. He probably tripled it. Yeah. Right. I think an, a, a safe, conservative estimate, if you don't count what he put into it, if you actually count what he paid and what he could sell it for, it's tripled. Yeah. So he's fucker. the richest fucker, fucker of all, <laughs> but yet, man, chasing him down for that 310 will take Steve a fucking 10 days to do it. Oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where they have to like, like throw down. You know what I mean? Like Steve's like... like 
He will fight him. He and, will like, threaten to fight see, him. So you can't really, really, you you can't skirt Steve that long because the motherfucker is only you know two football fields away from you. But but homeboy is on the other island, so fucking running him down is a little tougher, right? Yeah, and then Jay's like, oh, I don't have my wallet. Oh, I have my wallet, but I don't have any cash. And Steve's like, hey, listen, here's your wallet. Here's your check. Here's your bank card. Go to the bank. I'm going to wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive with I'll your drive ass. I'll drive your ass. I'll drive your ass to the <laughs> bank. Get me my money, motherfucker. All right, so <laughs> what'd you have it for Peachy's on uh, Christmas Eve? I had this... Um, See, when I go to Fabici, though, I always overeat. And I had meatballs and wings as a starter. Oh. I had a wedge salad. And then I had like this. And when you overeat, don't you? Here's the bad thing about overeating. You just feel miserable. You can't even really enjoy how good a food it was because you're just waiting to poop it out. Mm. Right? I think that started my problem was, was that Fabici meal because I overeated that meal. And I had this like seafood, like chopino or something like that. It was like a bunch of different types of seafood, which, again, probably was a mistake. In retrospect, um, and then afterwards, I have to go to like little Mexico and have more food. No, hold on. So you guys do Fabrici fairly early, yeah, right? Like at five thirty, right? So then you got to go. You got to go over to little Me- Mexico City, right? And do that whole deal. Right. Now is that all fooded up too? Oh, dude, top to bottom. I got to think that Mexico might have been as good of food in its own little Mexican way than what Jeff threw out on you. No, no, that's good stuff. They have good stuff there. And and I tried not to eat too much, but I, I did. And so, like, I was rolling around pretty much all night Christmas Eve. Fat as fuck. Didn't get home until almost midnight. And then I still had to do all the kids' gifts and get them all under the tree. At least I had wrapped them all already. So. Now, do the kids believe in Santa Claus? I don't think Sophia does, and Dan's pretty skeptical, so right. I think they're over at this, this is point. Pro- well, you know Sophia is definitely over it. Well, I mean, we were shopping for her bedroom furniture, so right. she knows that, like, you know, Santa Claus didn't her. bring her headboard. Her. But yes. little Danny might—this is probably the last year that he's skeptical. Next year, he's going to say, don't pull the Santa Claus shit on me. Yeah, exactly. Like the elves, I think this is the last year for the elves. And so, now, tr- uh, Jay's children are a little bit younger than yours. Right. They're similar. They're, they're like within a few months. Oh, Jay's, they are? Yeah, Jay's son is like a year older than Sophia. And All right, so Trey, Trey ain't believing in Santa Claus. Oh, God, no. Now, how about, how about his daughter? Sage, maybe. Maybe. She wants to. But, it's nice to. But you know, here's my the thing, is, though. Is, is here's you stop f- believing in Santa Claus, you stop getting gifts from Santa well, Claus. Well, here's, here's the thing, That's man. That's why you should say and, you believe. And here's the thing. You, you think it's all cool to finally not believe in, as not that any children are going to be listening to this podcast, but you think that it's not cool as a kid to still believe in Santa Claus. So like when you're in fourth and fifth grade, when they start figuring the shit out, right. you know, the big kids come to you and go, you fucking little kids still believe in Santa Claus? You'd be like, no, but really you do. Right. But you, you want to. But yet you, you realize you just fucked yourself. So as soon as you go home and start telling your mom and dad, Hey, they kid because you can't keep your mouth shut because you're a kid. Right. And so you go back home and you say, um, Jimmy, who's like two grades ahead of you, says there is no Santa Claus. And it's he taught just, me how to play with my penis. And he, well, <laughs> quite go there, Dan, but he did teach me how to jack off. But See, anyway. One of, one of Danny's friends taught him how to jack off this month. No, I for real. to God. Yeah, for we were talking re- about how it's like a friend in the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, Romina overheard him talking. Yeah, so... Uh, th- th- it's how she to jack- was mortified. How to jack off is not something that your dad takes you. Uh, you know, you're out there in the garage with your dad, or you know, in your case, you know, you're with your dad at the, at the, on the on the at Bucks practice, and your dad said, uh, 
Well, Danny, I just want to let you know, you know, when you get to be a certain age, like uh, 12, 13, you start going through puberty and stuff, your body starts changing, and then, you know, you, what you do is you start grabbing your dick, and, and, and then your dick gets hard. And then, like, that, that would be so inappropriate. Like, you could not explain to your kid. So you almost have to let the older kids of the neighborhood kind of get them up to speed on the deal just so that you're not a fucking creepo. I didn't know how to deal with this and um, you know how you were telling me how your friend told you. Right. I don't remember how I found out. I just, I think I just figured it out. Very pl- well, you're a little bit, Dan, let's just be honest. You're, I'm more of a fucking, you know, like a caveman and you're more of, you know, and if we were cavemen, I would be the dumb one. And you would be the one that figured out how to start fires. Yeah, you'd be the funny one. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'd, I'd be funny just so you didn't kill me. You'd be the funny Because you'd, you'd be the fire starter and the fucking, you know, the, the meat gatherer. Like, you'd, fi- you you'd figure out how to do snare traps and all that kind right. of shit. And I'm just trying to, you know, whatever. But 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 you're right. Like, you don't, you, I can remember Larry Plummer is the one. He didn't teach me how to do it, but he told me. He was like, hey. And there was a guy that lived right across the street from him. His name was Tom. Tom Johnston. I think his name Tom Johnson. And he was like, hey, Tom Johnson said that if you take your dick and you just, like, start kind of playing with it and going, like, you know, up and down and stuff, it gets, your dick gets big. And then if you keep doing it and doing it, then you get this really unbelievable feeling. And then this whole bunch of white stuff comes out. I was like, what? So, of course, what's the first thing you do? Practice. You pray. And then once you get that first nut, your life has changed forever. And you don't even realize it. Am I, am I not right? Like once no, it's you- literally once you've ejaculated the first time and, and feel what it feels like, then you oh. are forever cursed because no matter what's happening— that's one of those things you're chasing for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know how they say, I don't, I've never done heroin, Dan, and I don't think you have, or crack. But like, like they, you know, they say like crack and heroin, you're always, you never get that, that first high. Like you're always chasing that first high. And it's like jacking off as a kid or as a male or as a man or as, you know, just, you never get that first nut. Nope. And, but you want more. Oh. You want more. And, and think so. about all the stupid decisions we've made on the behalf of getting a nut. Oh, speak for yourself. No, I've done just speak as many. Speak for myself. <laughs> I've done just as many bad things. Yeah. <laughs> for just that. Yeah. And if you think about this, ready? If you think about this, an, an actual. Dollars per seconds. Yeah. So it, in the, in the, uh, and I've, and I've, I've done some research, but the average nut is about anywhere between. Five to eight seconds. Right. That's about what, you know, the straight, you know, you shooting ropes of ejaculation, you know, it's about five to eight seconds. Mm -hmm. So think about, you're right, damage to, to time ratio. Right? Right. I mean, like, Dan, if we were... We'll your, even give it 10 seconds. We'll just give it 10, 10 full seconds. seconds okay, for, give it 10 seconds. What we have done in our lives... for those 10 seconds. Oh, the money... To time pleasure ratio, I mean, like if we bought your Ferrari, Dan, and it's like six fifty or seven hundred thousand dollars, right? Right. But we get to drive that motherfucker up and down the road and look good as fuck and go one hundred ninety if we wanted to, and it's just like I mean, it's a lot of money, but you also have a lot of time of enjoyment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I guarantee I've spent more than seven hundred thousand dollars on pussy. 
Oh yeah. Or or what pussy is co- know, or what it. pussy has cost me. Now 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 count it. Say say you spent seven hundred thousand dollars on pussy. Okay, let's just do the math. And you spent seven hundred thousand dollars on pussy, and you were getting laid daily. Yeah, daily. Daily for three years. Yeah. So that's okay. three. Hold on. Three hundred and sixty-five times three is a thousand and ninety-five nuts. Okay, a thousand and ninety-five nuts. And let's say the average is ten seconds long, right? Okay. So, so that is ten thousand nine hundred and fifty um, seconds, right? Divide that by sixty, right? Thousand ninety-five nuts times ten. Right. Divide that. Okay, so it's ten thousand nine hundred fifty seconds. Yeah. Divide that by sixty. That tell you about how many minutes. That's one hundred and eighty-two point five minutes. Right. Divided by sixty, and that's per hour. Divide that by sixty, and that's three hours. So for seven hundred thousand dollars, you've gotten three point zero four hours of entertainment. Meanwhile, Dan, you and I could go out and have three hours of pure entertainment in your Ferrari right after this show. Right. (laughs) Am I right? That's unbelievable. I never even thought about that. Think about it. So so that is literally literally two hundred and fifty thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. We're paying for that. Pussy. Jesus. And the, and and not only just the hard cost, but some of the decisions that we've made in lieu of getting. Oh that yeah, the bus. self-destruction, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the neglect yes. of the important stuff. Yeah. The the absolute yeah. disasters or, we've created, or the getting caught and the fucking just absolutely you know fucking Hindenburg like blowups that you your life has entailed because of pussy. Yeah, just, no, it's uh, it's super expensive. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Oh my god, dude, quarter million dollars an hour. Quarter? Can you imagine if you go, fuck, Dan? Look at that bitch over there. See her? Oh yeah, I want to fuck the shit out of her. I kind of like to fuck the shit out of her too. But you know what, Dan? If you break it all down, you could just go home and jack off. Or at the end of the day, that's going to cost you about a quarter of a million dollars an hour after you break it all the fuck down. I mean, I'd be the jacking us off dude in the world, wouldn't exactly, you? Exactly, buy a vacuum. And and here's the deal, man. They've making they've made jacking off cool as fuck now with all the machine. Back in the day, man, all you literally had was spit in your hand or Vaseline at the best. Which sucks. But then you'd get Vast Dick. You get that greasy Vast Dick, which is no good. And it'd take you literally. You'd either have to get rubbing hours. alcohol or something. It'd take twenty four hours to get it all. Yeah, it would. It would take like wear and tear and time. And then you know and... your mom. Because right. our moms know everything. Right. So when they're washing your underwear. There's Vaseline stains. And they got va- they got vast skid marks on your shit because right. your dick's been laying there or vast out. You know, she she knows it. And then she sees her Vaseline short goat have big scoops out of it. Yeah, two double fingers because, from little thin fingers. Yeah, yeah. No, because none, none of us went and scooped it out nicely. You right. know what I'm saying? No, you just went out there and two scooped it, right? Yep. Like you're doing a proctal exam, exactly. and you just went fucking crazy on yourself, right? Yeah, you didn't like try to fix the icing. Back in the, I mean, nowadays they got these fucking machines that you can hook up to a drill and all this kind of bullshit, and just fuck the shit out of your dick for zero dollars. And you know, the other thing is, is back then you know, you'd have to astroglide. Like, like right now, like if you really want to have like a, a you know an easy party, go buy like four dollars worth of astroglide. And a tissue, and you're good to go for. But weeks. I'll better you, man. Fuck Astroglide because it gives you the oily, sticky residue. Yeah, but no, no. But Astroglide rinses off. It's water. It's oh. water soluble. Well, it comes so, right off. So does so does the coconut. Yes. Co- then you smell like you've been, you know, sunbathing. <laughs> you 
<laughs> then you live in New Jersey, yeah. and it sounds like you went to and it's December, and it and it feels like yeah, somebody you, thinks you're laying out in the sun for an hour. Yeah, you can pull that off in Florida from like March till October, and then uh, in the winter months, it's uh, kind of hard. So, all right, so so God, Dan, you smell like you've been out in the sun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an inside yeah, tanning bed. I'm, I'm really relaxed. I'm rich. <laughs> You're the rich. whitest motherfucker there is. And see, Dan, you could pull off. I got an indoor tanning bed. I can't. I'm white as fuck. Right now, I can still. I could actually still pull it off. In the dead of winter, Dan, yeah, you're still tan. I'm dark. That's why I'm not really white. You know, when people are like, you're white. I, no. You, I'm not white. No, you're, 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 I'm brown. you're indigenous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm indigenous. It's, I'm, so, Danny. I'm not trying to be, you know, too creepy, but Danny now has discovered it, you think? We'll just say it. He's discovered it. I think he has, and I don't know. I haven't, like, caught him. I don't think we're being as caught him. Well, but don't. Well, first of all, don't, try, talking about don't try to catch him. No, I don't want to. Right. Now, Let him really be. Is Romina grew up thinking that masturbation was a sin. Well, it's because she had your mom as fifth grade teacher. I know. She was like hyper Catholic. I know. It's weird. So she never really got comfortable with the whole concept of, of, of frequent masturbation. She didn't? Nope. So in Catholicism, they teach, they say that masturbation is a sin? Um, pretty much. It's just the way it's, some people interpret it. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to only ejaculate when you're having sex to have kids. Is that why Catholics have so many kids? Just because they don't believe in birth control and then every seed's not to be wasted, so you blast it inside your girl? That's the reason that the Catholics up until about 20 years ago had tons of kids. Yes. Right, and it replenished the boy supply. Right, <laughs> exactly. I keep those priests happy. But nowadays, you know, no one goes into priesthood. No one goes into nunhood. People get mocked if they have any religious beliefs whatsoever, which is really a shame because— Not really. Not on Catholicism. And I know you're a hardcore Catholic, but I mean, Danny, they've fucked a lot of boys. Oh, I think think that the the, uh, indiscretions of, you know, ministers, priests, rabbis, and um, all of the— religious leaders throughout the world for the last 3000 years i mean they've been they've been literally molesting kids f- on the sake of religion for thousands of years i actually had a huge argument with my family my family gathering where they were i forget somebody in my family was arguing that the current pope didn't know d- didn't know anything or probably didn't participate and little boy fucking. And I'm like, the fuck he didn't. They, if, you, if you've gotten to be, if you've risen through the ranks of, of the Catholic Church. Management. He's been in management. He's right. been an upper level guy, like he, a bishop, an archbishop, right. all that shit. And they Those hit people, it and settled it. And like he did, he may not have penetrated a boy, but he has, he knows about. He's got buddies about, to have. Yeah, he's, right. he doesn't have clean hands in this deal. No. He's well, they definitely, just ran him through the popehood and he didn't have, he never had to do a settlement. He never had to. That's take, bullshit. Yeah, right. exactly. And so, you know, what really got me turned off to the Catholic Church was a few years ago, maybe maybe it was 15 years ago, the Pope said, listen, I just want to apologize for all the mistakes the church made over the last 500 years. Oh, that's nice. So all the people that, like, you killed in the Spanish Inquisitions and all the people you excommunicated and banished and branded and all those things, all the kids that were touched, now you just want to say one blanket apology? I'm sorry. okay? Okay again? I'm sorry. So what it proves is that there's religion— and the concept of how we interact with whom we consider to be God versus— Who's closest the, to God. Right. Because the Pope is supposedly 
closest to God. He has right. a oh, he so but that's arbitrary the, bullshit. Well, Fuck ex- the Pope. Exactly has nothing to do with the Pope. Right has nothing to do with the Pope. It's, and religion like, is you and your God. Right. And, and every time that they start putting externalizations on it, like a label, like an institution, like a system, any of those things take away from the pure relationship between man and his God. And so I, I abhor all of it. All organized religion, I think, sucks. I think they're all out for money. I think they're all out for their own ulterior motives. Fuck them all. You, I think everyone has a right to have peace with whom they think may be their maker. Right. And that's fine. God bless you, and I'm happy for you, and you have the right I think for religious that. is the biggest shakedown known to man. It's one of, absolutely. And I think that, you know, like, there's three, like, there you got Judaism, you got Christianity, you got... Uh, Muhammad, uh, you know, what's what's Muhammad? What's that considered? Islam. Islam. And, and you know, I didn't know this. And you but, have the Asian religions, which are all pretty much naturalistic. But based. but but Tariq, uh, my brother-in-law, told me that you know, like most, like almost, almost, like three or four of the most major. And he's from Egypt. He said three. He told me this uh, that like three or f- four of the most major religions were all formed, you know, a zillion years ago within like four hundred nautical miles of each other. Yep, all of them. Yep. So I was like, well, they're smart because they got together and say, listen, you splinter off here, you splinter off there, and you splinter off there, and the common denominator is to be good, but we're going to shake these down with all these fucking different types of rules and different variations of being good. And I think that that's all religion really is, is just a guardrail or a, a, a guideline, so to speak, on how to be a good person. Well, if there is an upper being and that upper being has given you, endowed you with the leadership of your community, then you need that endowed being there. So what I'm saying is like a lot of early cultures, and I'm talking about like Middle Eastern cultures from two, 3,000 years ago. Their 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 kingship, their monarchy, their 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 established control was because they could speak to the gods. The ancient Egyptians did it, the ancient Asians did it, the ancient people of the Middle East did it. They all were like, I am from the God. The gods have spoken to me. I am I am your your earthly Representative, conduit, conduit, representative, representative of God. God I'm the, gave me. The I'm power your to, earthly union rep to God, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And like that's bullshit. It is bullshit because I have a fucking because I have a relationship with God. And if this religion shit really is is works out the way you said it is, I can speak to my God at any time. Right. right? I yeah. don't need you being my interpreter. Nope. We don't speak different languages, uh-uh. so to speak. No, we don't. And so, you know, even the European uh, kings and queens over the last, you know, 1,500 years, a lot of them said that their power was in, was given to them through God. And so the Catholic Church would substantiate this sometimes and say, yeah, 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 we, we, we back up the, the French king. We back up the, you know, Spanish king. We're saying, like, yes, God, God, God had something to do with this. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Did the Merch Crick bring you your— Yes, she did. Thank oh, she did. So she she, she sneaked nice. in and she sneaked out. Yeah, yeah, she did. She sneaked in and sne- sneaked in and sneaked. Now this is a conversation we obviously couldn't have with your mother, because she'd be fighting us tooth and nail. Thank oh, God she doesn't know how to I podcast. Know. Exactly. I mean, think she, you know, think. But that's one of the reasons why we're even having this conversation is because Arlene hasn't figured out podcasting yet. Correct. She would figure it out if she were somebody would appoint her in that direction. But keep her. Hey, for all you Diaco, keep Arlene off our podcast. Right. Yes, please. 
I mean, just now is Arlene uh, like Facebook, YouTube, like that? Uh, she's not really into social media. She so she's less. more old school. Like she'll turn on AM eight twenty. Yep. And listen that way. Yes. Although she does know how to do Twitch. She does. Mm-hmm. For I real? taught her. Yeah. You I taught think her last summer. I taught her. So we were trying to listen to your show, and it was easier to do on Twitch. This is not going to be on Twitch. You know, us talking about little Danny jacking off. That will fucking send Arlene and 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 I don't think Romina's figured out the podcast either, has she? Oh God, no, 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 no. It's way too no. complicated. So listen, if I was to, because uh, I'm a dad and I've been a dad, I mean, like I've been in this little time period that you're facing with Danny, you know, before you have. Yes. Just don't like just try to give him a little extra time alone so he can handle his business. You know, you tell it's it. I never got caught, Jack. Did you ever get caught jacking off? Not really. Um, I never either did. Not but I really. can only imagine. But my how mom found all my magazines once. She did. Oh my god! How 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 did that? I mean, like, hold on, we're, like Cherry real. and We and Hustler. There's a couple like Hustlers and Playboys. It's By the way, four or five. Hustlers. Remember they had Beaver Hunt. Yeah. And they, like the girl it. next door would send in her fucking pussy. Oh, Harry. Yeah. But the girls on Hustler though were, were, were like the first ones fully shaved. Well, they were. Well, not only that, but the girls on Hustlers are the ones that really showed you could almost see the cervix. Yeah, like you could really. They, they would, got all up in there. Yeah, they would spread their lips apart. Remember? Mm-hmm. And you had some Hustlers. Oh, Hustlers and some penthouses and maybe a Playboy. So there's maybe like five or six magazines. I just then, remember walking in to the bathroom they were hidden in, and Mom is sitting there on the toilet flipping through them like, ha ha, I found them. Oh, I'm like, oh. God. Did, did she make you put your fucking hands on the on the on the desk and you got knuckled? Like what happened? No, she just she got rid of them and she shamed us. I didn't get punished. <laughs> now hold really. on, we're all three of you in on the deal because I oh, think yeah, Jay might have been a little bit young. You know, I uh, I don't remember if, if Jay was in, but Steve was a filthy next to me. So you know, Steve was probably more filthy. Yeah, he was. He he had sex before I did. I think. I well, yeah, he's younger. And so she found him, and then she just told you she was disappointed in you, and yeah, this was not going to exactly. happen in her household? Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Shame. And you're like, it's okay. We can go to Dad's this next weekend and jack off all we want. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had cable, you know? And you get those little fuzzy oh, channels yeah, that yeah. are like in between the other channels. Right, and you can like, like watch Nunzio or some bullshit. Sort of, kind of, sort of. You can make it out. It was like right. green, pixelated. So was those going are, to Dad's, like, was it kind of a cool thing to go to Dad's? Well, Dad had the Farrah Fawcett nipple poster in my bedroom. Oh, he did? Yeah, he didn't care. He was cool Now, was that. his wife hot? Yeah. She was tall, skinny, had giant boobs. Really? And big blonde hair, and she was pretty. Right. She was and, skinny. And like, would you guys be like, oh, Dan. Oh, I wanted to fuck her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and her daughter, I tried to fuck a million times. You did? Yeah, but she wasn't no part of me. How old was she? She's like th- two years older. Oh, really? So, you now, know, did imagine, she live like, there? Four, yeah. Hold on. So you guys, the weekend warriors, you guys roll in on the weekends. Joe's got, you know, new mama with big tits and a, and a 15-year-old daughter. 13-year-old Danny rolls in for the weekend. That would have been the best situation it ever. It was. It was awesome. It was awesome. She put sugar in her pasta sauce. We got to drink as much Coke as possible. And, you know, she, she would go out in the pool with her bathing suit and her huge titties flopping around. Who, Mama? Mama. And then the daughter I would try to, like, wrestle with and stuff. <laughs> like, just, like, boy wrestle, but really you're trying to, like, you know, grab some sniz and exactly. shit, weren't you? That was a filthy. So, Christmas Eve, back over to the Mexicans, and then Christmas Day. How does that work? So, Christmas Eve was kind of more of a the entire family deal, yeah. and then Christmas was probably all individual. 
Well, the way it worked for Christmas was, so I finally got, you know, everything done, and I got to bed around one thirty. So, you know, get up around 7.30, and everyone starts stirring. So we got to, you know, we did our presents. Mom shows up for a little bit. We do a little hers. Now, here's the part that was sad, was because normally Dad would come over in the morning. Right. And, you know, there was no gifts from Dad. Dad wasn't there. That's where he was, like, that was where he was, like, conspicuously absent. Right. So that was tough, you know, and, and, and I realized it more than anyone else because I was like, God, you know, I just was sensitive to it, so... So, by the way, just to get everybody up to speed, and we've kind of not talked about the 800-pound elephant in the room as we've been talking about kind of like what Dan and his family did for uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve. Um, but the one thing that we're, we've not talked about, but we probably need to talk about, is that, um, was it was it Saturday? It was Monday morning. Monday. It was a week, a one week ago. Yep. It was one week ago, uh, Dr. Joe uh Gave his final goodbye, and I think you and your brother Steve were there. Yeah, it was five thirty in the morning, Monday morning. Now I I had been there on the Saturday. Yeah, um, with you, spent hours with us. Yep, and with Joe. Thank you. And, that was really sweet. And Arlene, let's not forget yes. my favorite. She was there Saturday, Sunday night. She stayed. We all watched the Bucks game together in his room. Right, and um, so Joe left left us on Monday, and then. How did how, how was how did that is you and Steve it was just probably you Steve and Dad right yeah and like how did that go did you just did you we got a call at four thirty that he was on his last you know breaths and so we flew down there and caught his last breath literally caught his last breath how long how long were you with him you know um, when when and I've seen this on two different occasions when I saw it most you know, most notably with with uh, Hulk Hogan's dad. And and it's just like they take their it it and, and you can tell it me you it's can, like you let all the air out of the cushion. Yeah, it's like, like they're 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 and <sighs> and then they go and it just it's like they're done and it's and it and it and it feels eerily peaceful. Yeah, it feels like as sad there's no as struggle. There's right, no yeah. It's as sad as it is for the humans that are witnessing it. I got. In fact, I actually have goosebumps right now. As sad as it is, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening to this podcast right now that is wa- that have watched a loved one, um, a parent, uh, you know, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, you know, take their very last breath and then die and you know say goodbye to the world. But it, as painful and sad as it is for us humans that are watching it, selfishly because we don't want that person there laying there saying goodbye. To, to say goodbye. We want them selfishly for ourselves. Right. Realistically, it is, and the woman from hospice with, with Hogan's dad said, it is for the person that's dying, the most peaceful experience of all. And the fact that they're just, they're letting go and they're, they're stopping their struggle, especially uh, in a situation where they're off of, they're not, they're, they're not on a vent. And they're truly laboring. I mean, because let's let's be honest. Uh, you know, Dan, you're a doctor, but your dad. You know, even when I was with him, with you and your mom on on Saturday, you know, he was laboring. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, he was. It was. It, it looked it, fun. No, and he was. You know, he was highly medicated, so it, he was comfortable. They had him comfortable, but he was alive and and and. But it was working to breathe. He was but using it was, accessory muscles. And, yes. Yes, it was working. And it's like. It's it's very. Did did you feel that at all? Uh, yes. You know, as, as much no, sorrow, and I'm sure you busted out crying as I would if I would have been there. 
you, you're like it's it, I, for Joe. It probably was such a relief and so peaceful that he that he finally just stopped struggling. Yeah, he stopped suffering. And, and then so peace. And then you and Steve just probably were there for you know like what like forty five minutes, and then we left. Right. We were together, which was cool. It, you know what? That's that is cool. And and I don't know. And I'm not saying anything bad about Jay, but you know, the, I, I I don't. Jay may not have held 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 it together as as good as you and Steve. Steve and I are a little bit better than Jay at that stuff. Right. So yes, he's better at saving money. You guys are better <laughs> at dealing with this stuff, right? Yeah. And so, um, uh, um, Daddy Joe's funeral, and I think you are going to. When you when we come back on the air, it's 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 Tuesday, January third. Yes, Tuesday, January third is going to be, and it's open to the public because that's right. You wanted me like you wanted me to announce it because yeah, you'd I like to, people to, you to know, celebrate Joe's life. Yes, and if you support me or my brothers or dad, show up. Yeah, or you're a Buck fan. Yeah, or you know this guy, Bob Army. I mean, there's there's conversations. I don't know that it's going to happen, but this guy, Doctor Joseph Diaco. Um, there are conversations. What's your dad's middle name? Francis. Francis. There, there are, there are conversations. I don't know that's going to happen, but they might, you know, there's conversations that he could potentially be in the, the Bucks ring of honor. He is the, he was a, the team doctor for 33 years. And, and Dan, I've since done my research, um, on your dad, but did you know that the original, NFL Combine was in now don't you don't interrupt me here because I want you to fact check me. I read that the original NFL Combine, the original one. Now they splintered it off a couple different times, but the first one was in 1982 here in Tampa under his direction. Yes. He got with a whole bunch of other team doctors and said, "Hey, listen, we got all these kids flying from New Orleans to uh, Atlanta, you know, to Green Bay to Chicago. It wasn't fair. It was expensive. It was inefficient. And and it was inconsistent. And he's like, and I I think Joe got like, I think at that time it was eight to ten teams, doctors and personnel, to meet in Tampa. And they invited all these athletes to come to Tampa. Now, it wasn't nearly the event that it is now. It oh, was, it man, was, it was a so sh- organized oh, now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it was like this. It's, it's, it's an event now. It's right. Like, it's like a extravaganza. It's like a Comic-Con and, show. It's like a four-day just package of stuff. Joe had organized, you know, meeting rooms and drills and just Joe put it all together and a couple other team doctors helped him. And but a lot of people don't know that Dr. Joseph Diaco, team team Buccaneer doctor, doctor since the 1976, since the very first you know day the Buccaneers were organized, he's been the te- he was the team doctor, and I think he retired. Was it 08? Yeah, about 08. 08, 09. And he still kind of <laughs> stayed on as a consultant up right. until the end. You know, right. Really, COVID is the last time that he, right before COVID, I mean, he was there twice a week at practice, talking to the trainers, talking to the. To the players, and he was he was very active. And then in COVID, they kind of kept everybody away. Uh, can I tell you my my one of my most favorite Joe stories that I I don't even know that you know that I that I experienced this, but I forget what Denzel Lewis, you know my friend from Indiana, Denzel, right? Denzel. Yeah. Well, his son Jake is although he live in Indiana, they're the biggest. He's the biggest Buccaneer fan ever, <laughs> ever. That's awesome. 
and uh, and you know it's tough to be a Buck fan in Terre Haute, Indiana. I'm um, sure because <laughs> my, uncle, my uncle suffered doing that as a Bucks fan in L.A. Right, there ain't no Bucks fans you know, in Terre Haute or L.A. In, in Terre Haute, Indiana, you're literally 58 miles from where the Colts play, right. and the Colts spring training. I'm sorry, they're they're would be at Rose Holman Institution of Technology, which is in Terre Haute. So the oh, Col- that's where they did their training? Yes. So they did their training in Terre Haute. You know, so Terre Haute was a big Colts, you know, plus right. it's Indiana. Right. Well, here's Jake Lewis, and he is a Bucks fan. Like, fucking straight-ass, wear it to school, <laughs> like, you know, get beat up, the whole fucking nine yards. So, God, it was like um, 2011 or 12. And your dad, from time to time, would just go to the facility and go into practice or go talk to the doctors or, you know, when, what was the first year that they opened up the new facility? The new, the new, oh, new place. It was probably 2003 or four. Okay. So they because been... Bush, because Bush, George Bush came to the new facility about a year and a half after the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Because they didn't go up, for, I don't remember why, but maybe it's because of like 9-11, but they didn't get a chance to go to the White House after they won the Super Bowl. So that winter, the uh, George Bush came to one buck place and actually you know, spent like an hour and a half there. Now, the difference between George Bush back then and we'll say Joe Biden today was that George Bush did not leave until he took every picture, shook every hand, patted every back. And talked to everybody talked who to wanted everyone, to talk to him. Talked to everyone, yeah, everyone, and so he hugged everyone. He he was he was he was fun, and there's a picture of him and me and Mike Pittman. Remember Pittman? Yeah, had giant fuck arms. yeah, guy was and the was guy like, looked like he did train nothing but biceps. Right, and it's a picture <laughs> of him like squeezing Pittman's arm. Which, so by the way, his son is a stud for the Colts. I know. So anyway, listen. God to this. bless that family. So I love, it's like I love, Michael Pittman was always good to me too. I like that guy. So it's like 2010, Drew 2011. Now your dad is retired. But he still has privileges, so to speak. Okay, right. He had privileges. Access. I mean, he had pri- Joe had privileges until the day he died. Yeah, the only time they were at least you know curbed was during you know the the crazy COVID restrictions. No, no, no. Well, nobody. I mean, the team, nobody, the players right. didn't have fucking. Right. The players couldn't go, <laughs> right. let alone fucking Joe. I'm just saying. Right. Well, up so, until 19, yeah, he had full access. So, uh, it's 2011, 2012, um, and Denzel spending spring break down here. And he's like, man, is there any way you could get a tour of the Bucks facility? You know, because you're Bubba the Love Sponge, big slinging dick. So I didn't even think about your dad. So I called Tom Bean, who Domino's at the time was the was one of the uh, was one of the official sponsors. Uh, well, they had like uh, they sold Domino's pizzas at. You know they they were vendor they were they they played into the the game yeah they were in the they were in the vendor you know corporate sponsor world I got it so Tom called you know the rep his Domino's rep that dealt with the Bucks and got me a tour of there's this dude he's a Hispanic dude and he was like might have been head of security or something Andre 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 yeah I talked to him this week. Andre. Andre. So listen to this. So I get there. He's such a nice guy. Oh, so I get there, and so it's me, Denzel, Jake, and that's it. It's me, Denzel, and Jake. And and I, I get to the, I go to the front, check in, and they send Andre. So Andre's like, Bubba, you know, there, I, I'm going to give you a tour. I'm like, okay, great. So we're going all through these places. I mean, we go everywhere. We go to the Bucks 
you know, locker room. We go to the equipment room. We go to the hot dip, the cold dip, the weight room. We go everywhere. Well, all the underwater treadmill. Yeah, the meet the meeting room took us out into the field, the whole nine yards. Well, as we are going into the training room, who fucking walks in? Joe. <laughs> like now, <he> <laughs> Andre didn't really know that I knew Joe like that, you know, like. Right. And so uh, we're, you know, it's me and we're getting a tour. We got a little visitor passes and shit. And Joe comes walking in. He's got a key card. He's walking in. And I go, Dr. Diaco. And he goes. Bubba, what are you doing here? And I go, I'm I'm getting a tour. He goes, Well, shit, you could have just called me. <laughs> and Andre goes, Andre goes, Mr. Diaco, how are you, Doctor Diaco? How are you, sir? And Joe's like, oh, I just had to swing on by and go talk to fucking Jim. Get some, it talk somebody. And that you didn't even know that. So as I'm rolling through here, uh, all of a sudden your dad walks in like the you know the players only. Uh, you know, area and I see him there, but I didn't know that they have their little mini TSA uh, setup. So when yes. they tr- when they travel, the Bucks have this little TSA setup where they have to scan all of their luggage and uh, at at one Buck place, and then they. They then they're sequestered. Then then they're sequestered. They go On right the to the, they go. They're police escorted right from the little TSA scanning area right to get on the bus. Like, you, they cannot go back to their car. Nope. They cannot. Mm-mm. They have to go right to the bus. It's all fenced off and then, get, then, you know, corded off. And then their luggage and all that kind of stuff is police escorted with the team buses right to the tarmac, and they get on. So their chain of command is, because this was, you know, post 9-11, and they're like, listen, you know, if you had a player who was, you know, not in a good space, he could put a bomb in his. He could put. I mean, he could put a bomb in a suitcase. And, I mean, right? I mean, people are. Yeah, I think they worry more about guns. Sure, but I I don't know if most people understand that most teams have like that type of protocol. Yeah, they all do now. Where they all, you know they have to, so they can assure that every piece of luggage and every piece that's going in the belly of that plane um, is secure. Yes, and, and then on the way home. So, you know, you, you, you're done with the game. It takes about an hour and a half to leave the stadium because after the game, everyone's got to shower. they got to pack things up, and you get in the bus. And all the equipment guys just running around a million out yeah. all trying to get – because a, pe- a lot of teams don't realize, man, the amount of gear and equipment oh, that, that, that a team has to carry. Now, the uh, the team that you're uh, – the, the visiting – the home team provides a certain amount of infrastructure as far as communication devices and, you know, warm benches and things like that, you know, but – Every player ha- brings, you know, a backup helmet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like, there's literally like a hundred helmets. Right. There's, you know, probably a hundred and fifty uniforms. Right. There's probably a hundred pairs of shoes, if not more. Right. And then all like the towels, and then like the, the trainer stuff, the the medicines, the bandages, the wraps, all yep. that shit they wrap the feet with and the wrists with. Right. All that gloves, crap. gloves, some, you know, some hand diagnostic equipment. Um, then there's all the coaches shit. I mean, it's a ton of it's a ton of junk that got to. A lot bring of times, well, a lot of people don't realize extra pain is a, is well. A lot of times, when my one buddy was the equipment manager, they would load up a lot of their stuff on a rider truck. Yep, and they'd a do guy, that too. And a guy, if it was if it was not, uh, they're going like to Miami. San Francisco. But Miami, but, they fly, they oh, drive, fuck, yeah. they drive a big or, caravan down, or New Orleans, yep. or Atlanta, mm-hmm. or Carolina. Yep. They just send a couple rider trucks and 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 the so they don't have to fucking worry about it right exactly and then after we get to the airport of whatever town we're in 
we would go through that same security process literally on the tarmac in front of the plane. And so they'd have like maybe eight people with a chair and you had to go down and they would literally like take the wand and like wand every inch of you. They'd flip through all of your luggage because they didn't have the, uh, the scanners there. They didn't have the uh, x-ray scanners there. So they would literally go through by hand everyone's bag. So once you land it. No, no, no. Oh, we're, we're, oh, we're, we're taking off right. from the, like, like if we went to New Orleans. Now, what After was, the game, we're on the tarmac. The buses dump you off in the tarmac, and they do the security right on the tarmac now, in front of the plane at midnight. What is, and we're talking to Dan, uh, Dr. Diaco here, who uh, for, was it six years? Was it five years or six years you were your dad's? Seven, eight years. Se- seven, seven, eight, eight years. years he worked as his dad's assistant or as an assistant doctor under his dad. For the Buccaneers. So yeah, he, he, and, and in retrospect, I'm so glad I did that. It was a lot of work. Oh. But I got to work side by side with Dad. And the stories and just, the, yeah, I mean, just, awesome. when, when, hey, when you take your last breath, there, there's, you know, 99.9999% of the world that never got to experience that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, it's just like, it's, oh. In fact, I know that your family has encouraged you a little bit, you know, lately about maybe... Uh, getting a hold of the box and reapplying to be an assistant doctor. And you're like, I, as much as I would love to do that, I just don't know if I can physically carve out the time. Yeah, it'd be tough to carve out the time now. And there was, there is some talk about that. Um, it's, you know, it, it was such a privilege. And, you know, just to, just to kind of give you a little bit of a reference point. So since, since dad died, I've spoken to, and I've spoken to John Gruden, Tony Dungy, Bruce Allen, Joel and Brian Glazier, Brian Ford. Did I say Raheem? No. Raheem Morris. Um, and, and these are all like the, you know, coaches and Oh, this is the upper crust. And the upper of, crust of, of the Bucks. You know, the, Bruce Allen was the general manager for the Bucks for right, years. Right. And you know, what's, Brian what's, Ford. What's Bruce Allen doing nowadays? Well, he was working for the Washington Commanders for a while, and I'm not sure what he's doing now. Right. And I didn't, I didn't get into that. I mean, right he, now, no. he was when he talked to me yesterday. He was, you know, every word was a struggle to get out because it's 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 hard because you know these these titans within the football NFL, you know, family. Then they are titans. Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They cry like like little kids when they start talking about my dad. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. So Well, and you know, the other thing is the, the, the tenure of your father. Yeah, so I, many your years. dad might be, your dad might be the longest tenured employee of the Buccaneers. Oh, now, I'm not talking was. about. No, no, no. Absolutely was. And not even one, close. Yeah, he absolutely was. There was an equipment guy that did like 25 years. Right. But dad, dad capped it at 33. So absolutely. Interestingly, Andre Triscano has been there for fucking ever, too. <laughs> yeah, he might be right, right behind Joe. You know, I watched him. He used to coach my uh, Bella's soccer team. Really? Steve's kids, <clears throat> Bella soccer team. And he was such a gentle coach. I'm not like that at all. Oh no, you're a dad. Oh, such a dick. But you know, my guys like you're me. Dan and, and I got, I got, I got another text this week that that uh, a mom texted me. She says, "My son thinks you're the best coach he's ever had." Yeah, she's just trying to get. Some. I don't know what the Folks. fuck I'm doing that makes me such a good coach. I'm just trying to be me. You know what? I think you're. I think that you've gotten a little inspiration from Dion. Uh, I think. I think I, if I could, if I could just give you some advice, just be follow Dion on his on his Instagram and see how he talks to his kids. And try to white guy that up a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how the you know that's how a coach with swagger, and I think that the he'll, 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 like he'll kind of give you a temp. It's I think Dion will give you a template on how to maybe talk to these kids in a manner that they will respond to strictly. Right, because you you want to maintain some 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 respect and control, but also you don't want to be a dick. Right, and you want to make it fun right. and keep it fun for the kids. So uh, it's absolutely a balance. It's it's been it's been an interesting, you know. Again, you know, doctor, lawyer, team doctor, radio, all this other shit that I do. But but you know, coaching a kid's team is a whole nother set of 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 skills. I I did it not because I felt like being a fucking coach. I did it for my son. They needed they needed a coach. He was on a team. The coach kind of abandoned the team. And, and I just and they were horrible. In. They sucked. And they and weren't. I, they didn't suck necessarily on ability. They sucked on, if I may, zero prep structure. Yeah, they had no prep and right. structure. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. It was just, hey, uh, go out for a pass, turn it around, and try to throw it to that guy. Yeah, nothing. Right. And so I, I, I mean, you got players in motion, right? Now we do. You uh, should. Now, now we have a very complicated, off, not complicated, but a very uh, uh, elaborate uh, offense and team, and so. Um, but when, but I think it was just that that human act of caring and showing that you care and having some enthusiasm that suddenly these kids were actually trying to get onto my team that had played for other teams or didn't play for anyone. And so, and so it was like the uh, was it the portal when I co- <laughs> when I coached uh, Tyler's Pee Wee football team and I it was I coached with another guy and Fabrizi helped out and we had. Five plays, that's it. You don't need a lot of plays. And, but, You've got but, five and, or six too. And that's I would it. and I would call them in. But Dan, I had the team. Oh, the, I had the other team so fucked up. Here's what I would do. I tell my my quarterback was Tyler, and we had five plays. But at first court, the first half, I'd be like Tyler, the number that I give you is plus one. So if I'd throw up two, it was really play three. Oh, I understand. So then I'd in the second in the second half, I'd be like Tyler, we're going to be a minus one now. So if I throw up a four, what is it, Tyler? Three. So they the teams could never figure out 
you know, because they're, you know, they they would try to. They knew we had five plays, but they could never really figure out what play I would play because five was really four, four was really five. That's sometimes smart. three was two, That's and really sometimes smart. two was one, and sometimes one, and sometimes I'd do a plus two, you know. So if I and and then fists is zero, you know, and one was always one. If I did a plus two, one's always one, and so if I went like this, Dan, what would what would this be? That would be a zero. So that'd be a two. Yep, exactly. So I go like this. Now it'd be a two. I the coaches couldn't figure my shit out, and it was so elementary. Right. And, and so Todd right. would go, hey, play two, play two, and every kid, and all we would work on are those five plays excessively. We would run, and here's the thing: we would run each play eleven times in practice. Really? That's how you got good at the plays? Yeah, that makes a- sense. Eleven times. Right. right. Eleven times, but not. In order. I wouldn't run number one 11 times. I'd run, okay, run play one. They'd run it. Run play three. And I have a little tally board as to each. Okay, run play four. They'd run it. Run play two. And I'd tally down until we got to 11. And they were like fucking machines. Yeah. They were like machines. And then on defense, you just have two different defenses. You have a man in his own. A man in his own. That's it. That's all you got. But see, but we started practicing a little bit more on defense because, you know, our offense had, you know, offense requires a little more prep, like you said. But when we started preparing on defense, our defense got better. And we started really working on stuff on defense. And I mean, the last game we had last year, we had like literally like five interceptions. Right. And so, and, and, and it seemed like everyone was covered, whereas before earlier in the season, people were just not being covered. So now I got, I got you this, guys got seven guys. Is it seven on seven? It's six on six. Six on six. Okay. And so we got eleven kids. So on you the got team. a kid that hikes it. Yes. You got two guys on each side of him. Right. And then and the center is a receiver too. All right. Everybody can go out. But but the quarterback cannot run. He can't go past the line of scrimmage? Not this year. Last year he could, but not this year. So this year he can float around. He just can't go past the line of scrimmage. Correct. Right. And he's got four seconds to now get can, the ball. Now, can you get a guy in motion and can he lateral? No, no, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. It's got to be a pass. So everything's a pass. Everything's a pass. Now, oh. I'm not sure if the guy has to be in front of the line of scrimmage to get a pass. Like, I wonder if you can just, like, kind of throw it to the side. And oh, then... I'm sure you can. I'm sure, no, but what I'm saying is like, does a receiver have to be in front line of scrimmage? What I would say, I don't know. I got to look at the new one rules. of the thing. I one one play I would do is I'd have a guy far split left. Split, one, this is one of my plays. I'd have a guy. I'd have my three guys up front, and I have my guy split split left, and then my quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. so wide receiver far left. This was actually, to be honest with you, Dan. This was play two, mm-hmm. and he and the guy and the the wide wide receiver would go in motion, and then once he got. Uh, the tighter, tighter would have the ball hiked as soon as the guy got right almost at behind him. He went behind and he went in motion behind Tyler, mm-hmm. and then Tyler would get the ball and then literally lateral it to him, and then that guy would run, run to the about about a two yards from the line of scrimmage, and then pass to whoever was open. But we had. Uh, primary targets because most kids can't throw across the field because Tyler his route was then to go across where that guy existingly so was. Pass for these guys yeah, yeah. to throw so across his, the field. So my number, his number yeah. one target was was his right guard. He would go out and do a little button hook. <clears throat> the center would go out and and make a right and go a little further. And I'd flood the whole entire. I'd flood all three guys on the sideline to the right hand side, which was the side that he was passing. So he had different tiers. He had a guy that was five yards. He had a guy that was 10 yards. And he had a guy that was 15 yards deep 
all lined up together. Right. That's perfect. And then Tyler would then start drifting towards the middle. Your quarterback would drift towards the middle, and he and you, you know, he'd be your last option. Right. But that was play one. I wonder if you guys can do a lateral slash pass. I bet yeah, you can. I'm going to look into that because they changed all the rules this season from the last three seasons. And that seasons. would be one. So that would be cool. That yeah. would be one. That would be one. So I run a lot of like uh, picks, like a pick and slant, pick and go. Oh, all picks. Yeah. And they're all picks. Every every play is based off a of pick. And so now that we we these kids are finally understanding the fucking pick, um, I'm I'm trying to add to the guy that's setting the pick. Now, now after you set the pick and the guy goes, I want you to go this way. Right. And I'm trying to figure out how to like you know create the mismatches. And um, it's hard though because like I, when I when, when I call a play and the kids are running their play, I'm not. It's hard for me to see it all at once. You know what I mean? I, I got to look at all the guys, make sure that they're running the right route. I got to make sure the quarterback makes the right decision. But I'm, I'm having problems watching that and simultaneously trying to figure out where the soft points are on the defense. So I'm having the other coach try to watch the defense to show me where the vulnerability is. What you should do I can't is tape. see it all. You I should know. have somebody taping. Yeah, I know. But then you have to go look back at the tapes. Yeah, but still. But in between I mean, plays? I mean, it's, it's a lot. No, no, no. Not in between <laughs> plays is you just have... Did Sorry. you just drop something? Yeah, my soda just leaned over. Did it spill? No, it was empty. That's why it went over. Sounds like you're a hot mess over there. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> when we start about breaking down, t- start talking about breaking down tape, and you're already fucking having anxiety. Oh, God damn. Hold on now. I can't lawyer, doctor, coach. Now I'm breaking tapes down. Fuck. So I was going to have like an, an iPad on the sideline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, this will be released, I think, on, on Tuesday, December 27th. So we're talking about. Uh, the sun, the Sunday night game. Did you see the Packers? Oh yeah, the Packers. Fuck. Thank God. The Packers are in the conference. If they went out, if the Packers went out, I think I saw the way there's an 86 percent chance they make the playoffs if they went out. It would be awesome. And Bubba, this would be awesome. It's never going to happen. Is but if the Pack win the and pack then they come, the they come win, here and the Pack and the Bucks play for the NFC Championship? Wouldn't that be fuck you all, you motherfuckers? Because everyone said that the 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 the, 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 the Tom Brady's too old. They say Rodgers is washed up. Aaron Rodgers is too old. And wouldn't it be great if those two assholes get to play in the in the NFC Championship game? Oh, wouldn't think that about be it. Fuck, and, fuck all y'all. And guess where it would be? It would be in here. Tampa, right? It would be yeah, in Tampa. Have to be in Tampa. I have to. I'd have to get a ticket for that one, Danny. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, we're, we're all going. We're gonna fucking oh, live it fuck, up to there. Yeah. I really enjoy the fact that LA sucks this year, but I mean, could we have gotten Baker Mayfield? Wouldn't yeah, like, couldn't we have gotten him? Because we oh, don't he, have a, we don't on. have an answer. Hold on, after Tom Baker Brady. Mayfield, no, because he went on waivers, and the Bucks are lower on the waiver wire. You know, you know how waivers work, right? No. Waivers work like this: when you cut a guy, you go on waivers, right? And then the worst wreck it, it goes chronologically worst to first on availability. Really? So, yeah, oh, I thought anyone could pick him up. No, 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 no. So, oh, so they you have went to be in a bad position. Yeah, to yeah. Pick so, him up. so they okay, Baker Mayfield, they, the waiver the waiver wire comes out every day like at, you know, noon or something, okay? Right. Well, all teams get the waiver wire. Well, and it goes, okay, uh, I think the worst team in the league this year might be the Texans. Okay, so the Texans get first Texans choice. Texans first up. And Philadelphia gets last chance at him. Yes. And and then oh, now then, so that's why LA had a shot at him because they right, sucked with right, four ten. Right. So we didn't have that shot. You guys wouldn't have now if he would have cleared waivers, okay? A lot of a lot of times guys will clear waivers. They'll go all, all thirty two teams will say no. That's what clearing waivers means that everyone's passed over him? Yes. Okay. And at that point then 
it, it, he's free to go whatever Anywhere. it well right. wherever he wants right and, but if you clear waivers chances are you that, suck yeah you suck you've got some stains but but the one thing is I think if you do not clear waivers they have to absorb your salary but if you clear waivers then your salary is no longer a factor mm-hmm. meaning so like let's say Baker Mayfield's playing on a you know eight million dollar deal this year right. or, or something like that okay well L.A. has to pick up that contract since they picked him up on waivers. Right. If he would have gone through all 32 teams, and L.A. would have called him and said, "Hey, listen, we'll give you league minimum, which is 800 grand." He, you know, most times the guys will take that because you know there's not a lot of people that are fucking. So a lot of times, I don't actually. I think that Cleveland is still on the hook for almost all of his salary. They probably are when they traded him to the to Carolina. I think that they traded him with the caveat that we pay, you know, the majority. So I think I think you could have picked him up. But yes, if if he had if he had cleared because he was a high draft pick, wasn't he? Like a, I think he was first overall. He, I know he was a first rounder, but was he first overall? I don't know. Let's let's ask old girl. Uh, hey Alexa, where did Baker Mayfield get drafted? From withtheirfirstpick.com. The Cleveland Browns selected quarterback Baker Mayfield at number one overall in the 2018 NFL Draft. Number so one years ago, the number overall. One number on one overall goes to – hold on. Number one overall, fucking they hate him so bad that they, they – here, let me let, – let's just – hey, Alexa, what are the details of the Baker Mayfield Carolina Panther uh, trade? From VicSports.com. The Carolina Panthers and Cleveland Browns agree to a deal sending Baker Mayfield to Carolina in exchange for a fifth-round draft pick in 2024. Hey, Alexa, did the Cleveland Browns have to pay Baker Mayfield's contract when he went to to the Carolina Panthers? From IndiaTimesPost.com, on Wednesday, Carolina acquired Mayfield from the Browns for a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick with Cleveland obliging to pay half of Mayfield's $18.9 million salary. So, Dan. Dude, that's just so fucked up. So these guys have to pay all their salary, yes. and all they got for him was a fifth-round pick? Yeah, and, and a he, shit trade. And, and hold on. And. And he sucked and, for them, too. And, and, I mean, talk about Cleveland being a bunch of fucking ass buckets. No doubt. We're, we're going to pay $9 million for this guy's contract, We're and, and we're going to. Uh, you know, get a fifth round pick for him, which is nothing. A fifth round pick sucks, right? For the most part, there's sucks. been some fifth there's rounders. No fi- yeah, I mean, there are, but it's, you gotta get really lucky to have right. a fifth rounder be effective, right? But I mean, Cleveland, who the f- what? Who the fuck's running that team? Oh my god, that's so. And by the way, didn't last night he he throw like twenty six for thirty? Yeah, but something now, ridiculous and, like that. And how's remember that they they, they got the guy was it Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. from uh, Houston? Right. That's who they wanted so fucking bad. Right. Like, what's his stat? This year, he's not doing that great. Hey, Alexa, what are Deshaun Watson's stats for this year? In the 2022 season, Deshaun Watson threw for 703 yards and two passing touchdowns, in addition to rushing for 100 yards and one touchdown for the Cleveland Browns. So he was only eligible game seven. So, because he remember he had a six right. game for you know getting right. jacked off right. by with a, with a happy ending on, on 20 different massages, right? 
So, I mean, he's not lighting up on fire. Which is the only way to get a massage, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, but, to get jacked <laughs> off. That's the only reason for massage. Like, I don't even understand. Foreplay. Massages like, are foreplay. Like, I don't even understand. I, I'm going to be honest with you. If I was getting a, I don't know if we were going to go here or not, but here's the deal. <laughs> if I was to get a massage from an attractive girl. Right. Now, if there was a 400-pound beast rubbing on me, I get it. But if I have a female... That's giving me a massage, a full body massage where they're on your back and then mm-hmm. they, they get your, they start you on the bottom and they get your glutes and they get your mm-hmm. hamstrings and they get your feet, mm-hmm. they get your shoulders mm-hmm. and they get your, and then they say, okay, flip over. Now you're supposed to have that little towel on you. Again, we're at above board place, like Safety Harbor Spawn Resort or something like that. And she's attractive. I'm going to get a boner. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, it's possible. I'm going to get a boner. It's possible. And so what is such a big deal? Like, what's such a big I'm not entering her. My my cock is not inside of her in any way, shape, or form. What's the difference of her stroking my cock up and down or stroking my middle finger up and down? It's a body part is all it is. Right? I totally agree with you, Bubba. I mean, yeah, it's my genitalia, but my genitalia is not being used in a genitalia way. Mm-mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to fuck. I'm Mm-mm. not trying, just trying to get my nut. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's sore. It's for some for some reason we have just completely made it such an evil thing to get jacked off by somebody that's not, you know, who you're with. Well, I think the jacking and, off is think, not a big deal. I know, but I think in the masseuse world, that's like the cardinal sin. Yeah, in the masseuse world, that is, but you know not saying? in our man world. No, and I, you know, because you know, guys get massages from whoever will touch them, and so a guy immediately thinks, like, if a girl's touching me, she's going to jerk me. We, how many times, Dan, have you been get? Have you got a? Prof- I haven't gotten a lot of massages. Have you got a professional massage that there was no jerk? Like you didn't get jerked. You didn't get jerked. You didn't. But you were thinking, God, I wish I could get jerked. Probably uh, every female one that's ever you've ever gotten. Yeah, and I haven't gotten a lot of massages because, like, I'm like you. You start rubbing me, and I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bone up. Occasion. I'm gonna bone up. <laughs> so and then, yeah, and, then and then there's just instinctually, even though she has no like, she, I have to start like kind of tugging on it a little bit. I just can't let it sit there and not get tugged. Well, if you're on your stomach, I mean, all of a sudden you just you find yourself fucking the plastic. <laughs> fucking that whole I'm fucking the crease that the that the massage table the bends. Crease. You know how massage know exactly table bends? I'm fucking trying to fuck that. You just kind of there's a little bit of a of a, of a, of a oh, bump or two on it. Oh. Yeah, you just keep finding yourself fucking the crease of the couch. So anyway, uh, listen, sorry, we've digressed. It, we've we've gone from So anyway, listen. RIP to your father. Yes. It's just it's and and I know I'm not trying to be some old timer or not, but the only thing that heals is time. Yeah, and it's easier now than it was even two days ago. It, it is, and the next big emotional roller coaster will be his his viewing and funeral or you know, that kind of deal. Yes, it's Sacred Heart Church. It'll be Tuesday four to six is the uh, uh, the sort of the vigil, and the ceremony starts at six till about six thirty, and then we're hopefully going to go to Jeff's new restaurant whose name we don't know that's giving away $850 gift cards paying it forward. So now what f- can you tell me what I, I like what okay from 4 to 6 what happens? Nothing. Just watching just just a visual. It's 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 for people to get there if they want to just, you know, look look at the casket. It's going to be a closed casket. We're going to I think the way it's going to work Bubba is we're going to meet at the funeral home around like 3 and we're going to have maybe an open viewing for those who want to see it within family from like 3 to 3.30 and then we're going to transport the the body 
to Sacred Heart Church. And then I think the Dan, Steve, Jay, um, Arlene. Nick, no, Nick and Dan, Steve, Jay, Nick. And I think Scott and Brian, my two cousins, are going to be the pallbearers. Okay. And then carry the body from the car to the altar. Okay. And then we're just going to leave it there for a couple of hours. And we'll just be, you know, informal, quiet vigil for like, you know, two hours. And then um, the actual ceremony will start at 6, 6 to 6.30. So, like, when you it's get not up. not going to be a full mass. So, what time would you suggest I get there? 5.30. Okay. 5.30. And. It'll be out by 6.30. Oh, no, no. I'm not worried about getting out. I just want to make sure, you know. But five thirty, you'll catch everything. If you okay. cause if you get there five thirty, by the time you really get there, it'll be five thirty-five. By the time you park and get inside, and so now where is the where's this church it's at? It's Sacred Heart Church, which is on Florida Avenue in um in downtown Tampa. Sacred Heart. Is there is parking going to be a problem? There's a ton of parking. I mean, there wasn't a parking problem for Christmas Mass at all, and so I doubt it'll be crazier than Christmas Mass. But maybe who knows? Wow, I have no idea. And then at that point, you guys are actually. In the process of building a family mausoleum, yes. So we have to like we have to put him in a place temporarily for about seven or eight months until our right. mausoleum's finished. Finished. Well, and you have a you have a close family friend that has some room. Yes, it has a family mausoleum. Yes, and you're going to put Joe in there mm-hmm. until yours is done. And yours is like what six to five, four to five months. No, it's more six to nine. Six to nine months. That's what I was told. And we're going to take my grandmother, who's in another cemetery. Um, and bring her down to to this mausoleum. Now is she so, buried? No, she's in a, like a, an above ground mausoleum. Oh, okay. So I was going to say it's not a private one. It's like a it's like it's like a you know it's it's a yeah I understand. It's like um a wall of a wall, a wall of bodies right. right like they have like you see in L A and stuff yes, and stuff yes, like that yes, right yes and you're going to take her out and bring her in the the, the Diaco mausoleum yeah and then I think uh, you know you got you guys will have like you know eight additional sl- I think it's a ten it's an eight slot it's an eight slot it's an eight slot so one six and those things are expensive oh dude I had no idea until I started trying to build it. And oh, I'm, like, it, I'm like, I don't want granite. I want it to be the sky. I want this. I want that. And Steven's like, okay, Danny, here's the bill. I'm like, you're like, Fuck! okay, I'll take, I'll take tile and uh, some, uh, some hardwood vinyl. Can we do like those metal rooms, like those metal buildings? <laughs> they just drop can it we on do, the slab. Can we do one of those shed deals where we just <laughs> some corrugated metal? We'll paint it like it's granite. <laughs> because man, this is really eating into my, this years. is eating into my Ferrari fund. Yeah, this mausoleum shit. Bullshit. And I mean, Daddy Joe. Didn't know where the fuck he's resting at, right? So, you, you know. No, exactly. So I just want like a metal building with like neon lights, permanent Christmas lights, uh, permanent Christmas lights, exactly. Disco Solar ball, powered. fucking Solar laser powered. machine, stripper pole, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna have a couple park uh, park benches, a couple, couple like worshiping benches, benches yeah, or, or you can put, remembrance benches. I and think apparently they're. you can put ashes in them. So if anyone wants to get cremated, we can add them into the to the campus. Yeah, I'm getting. See, I'm getting cremated. That's what I want to do is be cremated. I think it's just so f- much less of a burden on your family, I think. Uh, maybe. You it's know. certainly, you know, less of a burden on the on the world. Plus, but man, you're done, I mean, though, at that point. You're done. I mean, they can't, like, exhume you and recreate you or nothing like that. Well, you're done. I don't think we have, I think we're, I mean. How else can we capture the magic? I think death, and this may not be what you're back, what you think, but I think when you're dead, you're just done. Yeah. Like, I think you're just, no, I like, understand. I just think it's like, you know, like, if you ever get a, I don't know when the last time you got a really good night's sleep, but when you get a really, really good night's sleep, you really don't know what the fuck's going on. You're just sleeping. 
right? Right. You know, almost like this, Dan. When you, when's the last time you were in surgery? Thursday. Not, not performing. Oh, in surgery? Under. Oh, like a year ago. Okay. So, you know, you don't, when they're doing surgery on you, you don't, like for your colonoscopy? There's nothing. You don't remember anything. <laughs> right, right, right. You have no recollection of no, nothing. It's a blank. It's right. a big black spot. That's probably, you being a doctor, uh, being under anesthesia is probably the closest to being dead. Yes. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that when you're dead, that's just what you are. It's like you're under anesthesia, but forever. I I think that that's a possibility, yes. I think that's a strong possibility. And, and I just, I'm just... I have anxiety of all the, can I tell you where, I have anxiety of all the loose ends that whoever loves me or ever I've left have to tie up. Like, I know that you're, are, like, are you tying up a bunch of, lo- like, you know, do you Steven's have to, doing all that. I can't, I can't do it. Like, you know, like from Joe's, Bills like to- from Joe's closet to, you know, what was in Joe's garage to what was on Joe's back porch to just... I have yeah, to like, deal with his office. So, like Friday, I uh, at lunch. That's right, because he's got an office at your he's got at an your medical in my place. Office, yeah, and so I and his. And which, by is, the way, I hate I hate to interrupt you, but that office was so important to him. I know because he needed a place. He needed a medical place that he could go to to still feel as if he was a doctor. Am yep. I kind of right, bud? Hundred percent. That's what your, a lot of people from your staff has said. He comes in here and he'll just tinker around a little bit, but he he it it keeps him happy that he has an office. Yes, it sure did. And you know he kept his license active. And yeah, so, yes, he did. You know, a lot of people you know think that I'm like this really you know what's the word I'm looking for here avant garde doctor because I helped all these people with COVID. But I tell you what. 90% of those COVID prescriptions, especially when it was really controversial, we called in with dad mm-hmm. under dad's name to protect me. And then what are they going to do to Dan? What are they going to do to him? <laughs> Shit, nothing. He's going to go, go fuck yourself. And so, now, does that screw you over a little bit? No, because I think the medications and the things I'm doing now are more acceptable. Oh, and yeah, more yeah, mainstream, yeah. Right. And we're, you know, we got, we got our surgeon. We're kind of over here. the boogie, boogeyman. We're over the boogeyman. But the first, you know, year. But when year the boogeyman was really, really getting down on doctors, you're like, we're using Daddy Joe's fucking number, yeah, buddy. We <laughs> used Daddy Joe to call on almost every prescription. Yeah. And so he insulated me. In his last years of his of his of, he did. of, of working he from did. any kind of liability because he he you know those most of those prescriptions for COVID and it was four hundred and thirty fucking five of them right um, multiple so it was mostly went through dad and so that was you know again his he 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 all he cared about was protecting his kids right. And making sure they're okay. And, and if the Board of Health would keep come down, he'd be like, fuck, fuck you. you. I'm going to take exactly. my license away, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Because exactly. I'm using fucking IV Mectrin. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Exactly. I mean, he had, at, at, at your dad's sharpest, when he was really a slinging it, he had more swagger than, like, he made you look like a popsicle. Did he not? When he, oh, I yeah. mean, when he Dude, was. When he would, I'd see him scream at people before when he knew he was right. Yeah. And the other person was just being obstructive. Oh, that's how I learned how to do it. You know, that's how I learned how to do that's it. Really how I learned how to do it. I learned how to coach because I watched John Gruden from the sideline for seven years. Right. And I learned how to be a doctor by watching my dad. And you learned how to be stiff by watching your dad. Yes, exactly. He didn't take shit from nobody, did he? No one. He feared no one. He feared. No I one. think that's why he may, was. I mean, think how many how many team 
doctors survive what seven eight nine head coaching changes if None. not more zero because he didn't fear anyone he was a man of his principles and convictions and if you didn't like it he'd be like fuck you then and so you know he did not take shit from anyone in the professional world including sap remember when no, sap tried to shit? Is, shut the fuck up he did didn't he shut the he fuck up like he was a 12 year old little boy yeah and sap said yes sir he said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and not a lot of people can say that to Sap, you know? Nobody can. You can say, you can say that to anyone. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, Joe. Oh, God. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rest him. in peace. I miss him, too. But um, so before we go, uh, we went through your Christmas stuff. Tell me about yours. Uh, mine was just pretty much uh, um, Christmas Eve. We went to my sister's, and we have my mom, my sister. It was just, she makes all the food. She makes all the shikardery, whatever those things. She, she makes all that. She, she makes all, all the appetizers. She's busy. And I know. Did you know her company fucking grossed $30 million this year? Jesus. That's great. I mean, she's just so fucking successful. That's awesome. And she's just so, she's just the best. And so she, so New Year's, I'm sorry. So Christmas Eve, uh, we have our annual we this one recipe, my mom. It's chicken and noodles. It's homemade noodles with chicken and mashed potatoes. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, it's so fucking good, Dan. And so we had that, and it was just kind of a time for us to all to get together. We were drinking, you know, maybe doing some other stuff. Just you know, just watching the ball games, just all together. No Christmas exchanges. We always exchanged in the morning. Right. So then we all met back at my sister's house at uh, noon on uh, twelve thirty on Christmas Day, all of us. And I, I kind of pulled a Dan where we cannot open gifts right now because the fucking Packer game is on. So we'll open gifts at halftime. <clears throat> well, <laughs> we watched, and then you got to understand the Packers were getting killed twenty to ten right. at halftime. So I'm not the happiest guy in the world. So we do our Christmas exchanging, uh, but the game's starting. So I turn it on the TV, turn the TV on, and I'm you know trying to do Christmas exchanges, and 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 it was we had a wonderful Christmas. We all exchanged. Uh, you know, gifts and, and things like that. We all try to, every year it's the same thing. We all, we always say, listen, let's not go crazy and spend a bunch of money and buy a bunch of shit. Shit. Let's just all buy, like everybody write down a couple little things that you want and we'll go get them. Well, Tara, the the new Dan Diaco, rich millionaire of the family, she said, we all agree to that, right? Like, so I buy my mom like one little, like a couple little things, buy my dad a couple little things. Tara comes out, Johnny fucking big bucks, like, you know, buying thousand dollar things and all this kind of shit. Oh, like she was like the, the, the pimp in Santa Claus. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, Tara, um, you know, you said you, I got the group text of the family where you said, let's not go crazy. And then mom wrote down a bunch of things that she wanted. And I went like, we all agreed. And here you are spending thousands of dollars on people. <laughs> so we did that. And then my sister made her, oh, Dan, my sister makes the absolute best las homemade lasagna that you, I, I mean, that would make for beaches look stupid. Really? I'm going to have to have her make me a plate, make me a um, a whole big thing of it one time. And, I'd love to try and it. let you, oh, my God. Although I couldn't eat lasagna right now. Oh, I, know thing, I don't want to eat anything right now. Oh, I, I know what I was going to tell you. My mom's doctor 
got her on the Ozempic diet. Oh, really? And so, um, her just her regular doctor. And did you know that Ozempic, it, it, they, you don't have to go to the doctor. It's a pen that you dial in your your you do it once a week, and it's a just to let you know because I know you're kind of getting into the space. Mm-hmm. It's a pen that you dial in. Like her first dosage was 0.25. Right, it's 0.25 every week for a month. Well, no, like her, no, hers is like goes up to 0.5, and then point. I, I don't know, but I know it's one of those. Remember those growth pins that you yeah, used yeah, to you get? Just dial on the back like a torque wrench. Right. So that's what she did. Her insurance pays for it. It's like a twenty-five dollar copay. And as as long as your doctor marks it as not a diabetic, but for it's for weight loss, like your doctor marks it for weight loss, because you don't want to get in that. Supposedly, you don't want to get in that diabetic lane, that super right. highway of diabetes. You want to, and so, um, I was like, "Well, do you have to go to the doctor?" She's like, "No, Jeff gives me my shots. It comes in this little pen, and he dials it in." So as you're getting into that space, I wonder if that compounding place that you're getting it done, if they can make those pens. That's a good idea. Good you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I mean, that is the. That, I think that's the difference of it being really, really successful for you, or mildly successful because people having to drive to the doctor to get the shot. Like, if my 76 year old mom is giving herself shots, then anyone can give themselves shots. Anybody a shot. can right. exactly. So, as you're, I know, as you're researching this, um, if if I think it really intensifies the convenience. I know that you're going to be far less money-wise. But if it's insurance covered under this indication, insurance covers it? I mean, I'm, I didn't think they were going to. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to try with my—I'm going Wednesday to my doctor to try to pull this, and I'll be your guinea, guinea pig right. to see if I can get it covered under my insurance. If I can, then that might change your— your position. It absolutely will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we were under the... Ass- under- if not, then the, you could be one of my patients. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm double I, I'm double insulated here. Right. But if... if Bubba's getting, like, four shots of Ozempic a day. I'm going to look like Dan by fucking <laughs> Easter. <laughs> I'm going to be, pull, I'm gonna be pulling 60. my shit up, showing my abs. That's what Dan does, man. I hope you are, though. I, ho- I hope you lose that my, weight. My mom said that, you know, my mom likes to eat she loves fucking food like i do and she's like so it, it makes you like not want to eat like mm-hmm. it 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 it's it, not think about it 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 kind of i don't know what the medical version of it but it kind of i think it subs it subsidizes or or makes your sugar Satiates, yeah well it affects your blood sugar and your insulin but you just have that early satiety sort of feeling yeah. where you just don't feel like you're hungry anymore. Like she had a ha- she had a hat. She put one little sliver of lasagna and a breadstick, uh, and she couldn't eat. She ate she about. She didn't feel like eating at all. No, she's like she's like I can only eat about half of this and maybe half, maybe one or two bites of this breadstick, and I'm done. Like I'm not uncomfortable. I don't feel like I'm gonna puke, but I'm just done. Like I don't feel like I want to eat anymore. I'm like, fuck, That's the best. I need to get a goddamn fucking, you know, 55-gallon yeah. barrel of this shit. Yeah, because you, you don't want to feel hungry. You don't want to feel like you're dieting. You want to fool yourself so you don't even think you're dieting. And if you do eat too much and you don't listen to your body, then you get nauseous. Really? Yeah, and you know, remember that one shit that they were making? Um, 
that if to you, the fat. Yeah, and yeah. You, so you it, it changed your poop. Yeah, and I can't but, the name but of that you thing. literally would be shitting oil slicks. Yes, like little. Yes. I tried it. I remember. And it a lot was of the, people tried it. No one liked it. It was the worst because you literally were shitting oil slicks. Yes, it looked like the fucking Valdez uh, was coming yes. out your uh, Valdez oil slick was coming out your ass. I can't remember the name of that medicine. But, oh, it was oh my the god, worst. it was gross. It was all the fad that you can you know, eat all yeah. you want, and it would break up all the fat in the food and make you shit it out, and your body wouldn't absorb the fat. Right. And and it was was it it wasn't it was it was like it started with an O. I, I remember Oleander or I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was the worst. Yeah, I use I, I use it for maybe four or five people, and they all hated it. Yeah. And I stopped using and it. And then it got so bad, Dan. Your your shit would be so oily that you go to wipe your ass, and it felt like somebody just fucked you in the ass with Vaseline. Like you right? couldn't get a good smear it. You couldn't get a good grip shit on your asshole. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It would just smear everywhere. And yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, people described such such torture with it because you know nothing's worse than oily poop. Yeah. It's Ew. like all of a sudden like, your poop is like oil paint. Oh, and it on, just I got, sticks I got, everywhere. I probably have a collection call here. You know, I like that. Uh, 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 hello, it's Bubba. You're on my show. How, how can I help you? Hello? It's Bubba. Doing a little podcast here. 877-538. Oh, exactly. Dan, if you tell them that they're on your show, they fucking hang up. Even if you owe them a million dollars. <laughs> They have no desire. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Next time, they, next time they're like, "Hi, it's uh, it's Dan Diaco, and uh, you're on, you're live on the air." And they fucking. They I, get f- those, I get people calling for my property. They want to buy the property. Yeah, here's here's. I see. I get collection calls for money. You don't get those, but I guarantee you get these. One, I want to buy your property, or two, let me sell you an extended warranty on whatever the fuck car you got. Um, I no, I, you probably don't get those because you got warranties right now. I haven't gotten much of those either. I've been I've been lucky. I used to get that like like a couple years ago, but like when Romina's truck was a little older, right? I was starting to get those extended warranties right. on their truck. Yeah, they were calling me all the time. Yeah, but I hate I hate the fucking property calls. Oh, you have a property on Adam Street? I'm like, bitch, that's part of my big property on Bayshore. So if you want to give me like eight million, otherwise, stop fucking calling me on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, how much would you take for your home, sir? Eight million. And, if you and you know what? If you I, can get it to me by tomorrow, I'll have the whole entire family fucking move out tonight. Right. Otherwise, stop fucking annoying me after hours. Put me on, on the, the do not to call call list. I'm in the cabbage. I'm in the fucking uh, carriage house. I'm doing my thing. I'm practicing like I'm getting massaged, and I'm going fucking crazy right now on myself. <laughs> exactly. Playing my new guitar. Um. Final thing we talk about. God, today flew by. But the final thing we talk about is, and I don't. I'm so not up to. When I'm on vacation, I'm truly on vacation. Uh, by the way, I don't think there was a Yellowstone last night be- okay. because um, they, they're taking a week off because of Christmas, which is probably a pretty good idea. That's appropriate. Um, so, but Dan uh, walked in and was, like, was talking about this new, uh, the House passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. Um, because the government was going to shut down or something like that. Yeah. And the government's going to shut down because we've handed out so much free fucking money that it's finally catching up to us. No, the government's going to shut down because we have to define its spending through Congress, at, uh, you know, throughout the year. And so the spending package that they had passed before was due to expire. And so there's two ways to fix it. One is three ways. One is to just say, fuck it, and you have let the government shut down. For how long? Until you fix until you fix the controversy. The second one is to do like a one-month-long stopgap. And what they do is they just temporarily fund the government for a month, and they don't put a bunch of bills in it. They just put 
you know, like a twelfth of one point seven trillion dollars. So it'd be like they just dip into know, some reserves. Two hundred billion dollars. We're gonna just put here's two hundred billion dollars. Keep the government going for another five weeks. So it's like Dan, we'll if you're gonna be overdrawn and you're overdrawn by a hundred, you go into your you go into your shoebox and get a buck fifty and go put it in the bank to hold you over until your next paycheck comes. Exactly. That's how you know. That's probably the responsible way to do it, right? Well, here's the thing. You know, the the Republicans and the Democrats had a very contentious election. And that the Republicans got control of the House, and the Senate is still sort of 50-50. So you would think you also need 60 senators to get this bill to go forward because it has to be passed by 60. So you would think that with the Republicans getting control of the House and the Senate not really changing, that they would have probably tried to do a one-month stopgap. And then with the new people, the new legislators that have just been voted in, come up with some policies that make sense to everybody. Instead, the Republicans, which fought so hard to try to get control of the legislative branch, and like I said, got the Congress, but not the, uh, got the House, but not the Senate. Right. You would have thought they would have said, listen, here's a month. We're going to, we're going to, now that we're in charge, we're going to readjust this budget. But no, they all just fucking caved in. So that just shows you that they're all in it together. They're all fucking. So when the Republicans had a chance to pound their chest and say, "Here's a month. We're going to redo this next month. Right. We're going to we'll we'll, we'll put a bandaid on it. But then when we come back, we're going to do it our way. Nope. Nope. They completely just start sucking the. uh, We're all in this together, Dick. Yep. Hold on here. This is the story. And this is right after that fucking prick from Ukraine gets to gets to address Congress not wearing a suit, and they hang a Ukrainian flag in our fucking Congress. They tried to do that in what? Slovenia. They tried to do that in Slovenia, put a Ukraine flag. You know what they did? The congressman went up, and they ripped it off the fucking stage. How dare they put another fucking flag in my Congress? Fuck you. And take that stripping, gay, weirdo, fucking comedian, communist, fucking fascist, maybe Nazi motherfucker, and stop sending my money to him to make me feel bad? Fuck you. Save our border. Save our Americans. Save our homeless. Save our veterans on the fucking street dying of suicide. Instead, we're sending more money to this cocksucker up in fucking Ukraine who comes here with his hands fucking open. With a t-shirt on. Disrespecting my fucking country. With a t-shirt on. With a fucking t-shirt on. Fuck you. I mean, I couldn't send any. Get you fucking douchebag. Fuck you and Ukraine. Fuck all y'all and the other European countries that want to tell me what to fucking do. Dig into your own fucking pockets, you fucking pussies. And anyone else that wants to put another one of my dollars to Ukraine, pick up a fucking gun and go fly your ass there yourself and shoot the Russians yourself. You fucking pussies. Damn. That's how I feel about it. Now my microphone's fucking wet. That's okay. You got it Fuck. out, buddy. I That's mean, how I feel about it. Fuck you guys. Pissing away my money? Fuck you. I didn't. You know what? Rubio didn't do it. Rubio said, no, this is bullshit. Even AOC, that communist crazy bitch from New York, said, no, I'm not voting for this package. Good it's for her. bullshit. I respect AOC now for the first time in my life, and thank God Rubio held his fucking position. Fuck! <laughs> I'm okay. Now... I want to see them hanging. I, I got to get footage of them hanging the fucking Ukrainian uh, flag oh, in Congress. Disgusting. Well, has that ever been done? I, 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 I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, I've never news, seen the it. The House has enough votes to pass a $1.7 trillion spending bill to fund the government throughout most of next year. The legislation now heads to the president's desk. The massive spending package must be signed by President Biden by midnight Friday to avert a government shutdown. Joining us now is CBS News correspondent Deborah Alfaron. Deborah, it's always good to see you. So let's begin with this. You know, <laughs> she will push that guy away. I know. I know. Get out of my frame. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's begin with this. Hold on, hold on. Get out of my frame. Good to see you. So let's. Come on, old man. Some old timer. To begin with this, you know, let's talk about timing. How soon until we can expect the president to sign this massive spending package? Well, Meg, it's great to see you, too. And uh, I'll tell you that we are, there's nothing like the last minute, right? And that's what we're up against right now with this $1.7 trillion spending bill. So the president Disgusting. does need to sign this into law this evening because, again, you know, time is running out here and we are going to have no more money here funding the federal government. So he does have to get that into place tonight. Of course, they had passed a continuing resolution to bring us in through today. But, again, there's nothing like the last minute right here before the But didn't this bill have a bunch of fucking pork on it? I mean, oh, not, it, that, not that pork laws, laws, laws affecting uh, uh, elections, laws affecting transfer of power, laws affecting um, pollution, all kinds of law. They, they, you, don't, you have no idea what they fucking passed because no one read it, including the assholes that voted on it, because it was 4,000 pages in the middle of the night. And, it's and, 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 they, dro- and, they, do- and they drop it on the fucking Friday, Friday before, before Christmas. Christmas. Right, exactly. It's bullshit. It's I mean, it, screen, it just screams shady, does it it's not? It's all shady. And all those pricks on both sides that voted for it should all be in fucking jail. And even so, there were— But AOC— and Rubio. Yeah, sorry guys. You guys you guys were champions in my mind. For so many people that who had left, Latina. so many um, lawmakers who had left the Capitol. Oh, did, now she's not in power yet, though, is she? Who? Um, Ana Paluna Polina. No, no, I'm talking about uh, AOC no. is a big booty. No, no, Latina I know that, that because I talk about the new to, the, 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 the new um, the no. new government uh-uh. doesn't the new Congress doesn't take like until like the middle of January or something. Right. Yes, and so we we, we should have done is we should have done a stopgap, and then we should have had debate on this budget and let people talk about it and and highlight some of the extra laws and bullshit they put in it. Bring on. Today and had other people vote by proxy because, again, here we are right before Christmas. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Everyone wanting to get out of here. One more thing, Bubba. These guys shouldn't be allowed to vote by proxy. The Senate can't, and the Congress shouldn't either. And because of the bullshit COVID stuff, they've been letting these fuckers vote by proxy. So essentially, all the all the all the legislators are working from home. They they barely go. That's they bullshit. Vote it's bullshit. Get your fucking ass over there, or get another job. Then he is going to be signing that hopefully by the end of the evening. That's what we're hearing, and he needs to do that in order to continue funding the federal government. Democrat two fifteen. Republican, yeah. 199, nay, 225 to 200. So it passes. Now, does it have to go to the Senate? Yeah, but Senate passed it, too, first. Oh, they did? Yeah. And not to mention the weather, um, also playing a big factor with people wanting to get out of D.C. Yeah, they all want so to leave because they're trying to avoid the, the, the big blizzard that was coming. And so they just voted and left or did proxy votes and left. Why did this House vote happen at the 11th hour? Um. 
it seems that the longer that I cover Congress, the more that I realize this 11th hour is like the most popular hour. <laughs> yeah, because it's where they can get shit by. With that, no scrutiny. Yeah, exactly. With, with the least or the minimal. Less, less, far less. Right, like, less we scrutiny. go through this all the time. I can't tell you how many times I actually. I gotta tell you, Dan, this older lady's had some work done, but she's, it's, it's pretty good she's work. She's delicious. I mean, yes. yeah, she I mean, checking. She looks great. What, what, what is, if you look at her right here, Dan, uh, what, what has she had done? Script- She's had some filler in her cheeks. She's had her. Lips. She may have had her upper eyes done. She's got a little filler in her lips, and she's done a lot of good skincare. Yeah. From last year at this time, I don't think uh, she's and had I a didn't facelift. find one specifically, but you know, I know that I've stood Enough here many times while they do this. Okay. It's irritating, isn't it? Isn't it yeah. It's irritating. Before we say goodbye, this is what Dan's going to flip the absolute fuck over. I may have to, I may have to get my blow dart out and absolutely fucking be ready to, to hit him. Like a Marlon Perkins rhino and the Serengeti, and 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 and, 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 and sedate you when I when I when I play this. Uh, here here is what Dan uh, was talking about. This is Ukraine Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Did you see the video of him doing like drag shows? No. Oh, dude, no. dude, oh. dude, dude. You have no idea. He's in a video where he's tr- doing drag. There's also uh, other pictures of him, like, in drag. Gave me. I was in Bakhmut yesterday. Our, our heroes gave me the flag. The ba- battle flag. The flag of those who defend Ukraine, Europe, and the world at the cost of their lives. They asked me to bring this flag to you, to the U.S. Congress, to members of the House of Representatives and Senators whose decisions can save millions of people. Be taken. Let us stay with you, ladies and gentlemen. This flag is a symbol of our victory. In this war, we stand, we fight, and we will win because we are united. Ukraine, America, and the entire free world. Now, hold on, hold on. I didn't know that America had necessarily positioned itself as it were standing and backing Ukraine 100%. I, I know that we've been sending money and weapons and shit over there, but we're trying to be it somewhat covertly so that we don't act like in, or piss off Putin too much. We're trying to create, we're trying to maintain it as a proxy war so that like we pretend like we're not really there, but we are. Right, right. Here we go. endorsement to and what does now they tried to do this exact same thing in slovania and the congressman run ran up and ripped the flag down and say how dare you fly another country's Dan, flag if you were our if you were a, a congressman for you know 13th district willie and you were sitting up here would you run down and rip it down you goddamn right i would for real? wipe my fucking ass with it and throw it away and light it on fucking fire fuck you even if my, it, your flag in my house Fuck off. And then they gave him a flag that should be for a dead serviceman. They gave him the triangle wrapped up flag in the display case that they give to widows of fallen soldiers. 
This motherfucker's not a widow of a fallen soldier. Soldier, He's a fucking scumbag. Coming here to suck more money out of us. Fuck! We couldn't even put $5 billion into a fucking wall, and now we got a quarter million illegals coming every month? And we got to give this prick $80, $90, $100 million? Let's see his fucking tax returns. How much money has this asshole made in the last two years? Hold on here. Look how happy they are to display that flag. Fucking Just scumbags. one thing. <laughs> if I can. Which, by yeah. the way, right now, for those who, this is a podcast. Oh, you can't uh, say Nancy yeah. Pelosi and Kamala Harris are in the Senate chambers, or the, I should say the Congress chambers, and they are now raising, uh, they're both holding this Ukrainian flag behind uh, President Zelensky and then we have like an assistant or somebody like a that. A jobber that has to wear a mask because they, they don't wear a mask. They make the jobbers wear the they mask. They make the servants wear the fucking mask. Fucking servants, exactly. So we have a United States flag now that's been folded up in the very um, honorable triangle square, which we present to the widows of, of soldiers that have died for our country. This is our, our symbol of what we give, you know, widows of people of our own countrymen. And women that have died in service. This is this is the ultimate honor to be given a folded triangle flag, right? This is the ultimate. This is one of the ultimate honors, right? Yep. And we now are handing. We're going to hand one of these to Zelensky for what? For what? For taking our money. The last thing. Thank you so much. May God protect our brave troops and citizens. May God forever bless the United States of America. Merry Christmas and happy victorious New Year. Slava Ukraine. Hey, what about what about the Jewish people? How about a Hanukkah? He's he's a Nazi. He doesn't like Jews. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. What was he here for? To suck mo- to and, get money. And, and what did he get? $45 billion, I believe. $45 billion. $45 billion. We've given them over $100 billion. That's a fucking expensive proxy war. Don't you think? Yeah, oh, and, I mean, and, and think? what's going to be the long-term effect of this? Well, they think that they are depleting the Russian military, but the Russian military is not trying as hard as they want. They're just just, just dealing with the Ukrainians and they're treating them like you know it's an easy battle. So we're putting they're putting in like a seventy percent effort, and we think that we've like really degraded the Russian military uh, machine. We haven't. They still got all those nukes. They still got all their good planes. They still got all their good boats. They haven't done shit. And so we 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 think we're like we're like using up all their bullets. We're not using up all their bullets. In fact, we're using up all our bullets. Yeah. So I mean, we're not. I mean, Ukraine doesn't really have much of a military, do they? No, they had a military. Yeah, they did. They 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 kept a military because they were kind of in that no man's land between Russia and NATO. So they did maintain the military. But their military was, again, like, like Saddam Hussein's shit military from stuff that's like 40 years old. So what we're doing is we're, 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 we're sending them 40-year-old bullets to shoot back at the Russians. But we're also giving them cash, too, are we not? $40 billion and, dollars and what are they doing? And what are they doing with the cash? Who knows? And so you know, back in the day when, when we started helping um, 
England in World War II, at the very beginning. Do you know what we got from England? We got all those bases. We got probably 15 bases in, in the Pacific from and, and um, um, off of Europe because it, we, we're going to give you a dollar, we're going to take a dollar in, in, in flesh. And so we got 99-year leases that we've got so many military bases on from Guam to the Falklands. That was, that was the deal that we cut when we gave Britain money. We, we got it, something for it. Yes. Something, a commodity, if exactly. you will. Exactly. Something we needed. And so we're giving all this money to Ukraine, and there's no strings attached. We're not getting shit from them. We're not getting nothing. Here, here's the money. Enjoy. Go party. It's kind of like, like, like the way we treat China. Yeah. I mean, I'm kinda, it's kind of like the way, the way China treats us. Exactly. So to speak. I know what you mean. And the fact that we're never going to pay it back. No. I mean, do we ever really have the ability to pay? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're on the hook for that money. No, no, I'm not talking about that. This is like kind of like what we did for um, Afghanistan, for Syria, when we t- got rid of all the ISIS. We didn't get anything from that. We didn't get anything back. We, we, when, we, when we defended Kuwait, what did we get out of Kuwait? Did we get any oil? Did we get any, any of that shit? We no. got nothing. 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 We just pissed away money and got nothing in return. So here's how it works in Dan's world. If we're going to come to your help, and you haven't been doing shit for us for the last 30, 40 years, I'm going to get something if you want my help. You want my help? Give me some oil. Give me some bases. Give me fucking something. Some real I'm not just going to give you, like a bitch, money because you're just shaking your ass on the stage for me. Sorry. I want something more than that. Yeah. I'm not throwing you. Dollars it, right. for showing me your nipples. I'm the guy Fuck that's off. going to the VIP room. I'm getting some head. Yep. <laughs> well, 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 we'll leave it at that, Danny. God, that uh, outburst was fucking epic. I don't know where we can play it. Probably just right here. But God dang, it was epic. Thank you. Dan, I can't tell you enough how much I love you, my uh, friend, you and, what you're, and what you're going through. Thanks. And um, I'm assuming you probably, are you going to be on the air uh on the third, or do you have all the arrangements and stuff? You know, no, no, I'm doing the radio. I'm doing the radio that Tuesday morning. Okay, yeah, I'll be here. Perfect. Y'all, uh, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and don't for now. So Wednesday, Wednesday's download is going to be flapping. I'm sorry. Wednesday's download is going to be um, flapping gaps. Thursday's download is going to be me and Tuttle. Cool. Me and Tuttle. And then Friday's download is going to be the best uh, of, two, uh, you know, the, the year in review, which I think is like six hours long. Oh, wow. So today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Flapping Gaps. Thursday, Bubba and Tuttle. Friday, the year in review. So download, 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 and tell your friends to download as well. We'll be live Tuesday the 3rd. Be safe and Happy New Year.